Ben, you remember a little song called Stacy's Mom by Fountains Yeah, she's got it going on. Yeah, yeah, she did. She had it going on, that Stacy's Mom. You know, mm-hmm. that, that song came out in uh, 2003, Ben. It was about 17 years ago. Wow, okay, yeah, it's getting yeah. on up in, the, in its years there. Yeah, so I looked this up, and Rachel Hunter, who plays Stacy's mom in the video, was 34 at the time of the video. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume this is a teenage boy singing about Stacy's mom. So Stacy's probably teenage. Let's say she's 17. Yeah. Right now, Stacy is 34. Which is to say, currently, Stacy has it going on. <laughs> they should come out with a sequel, man. Yeah. Stacy now has, has it going, going on. on. <laughs> it doesn't have the same jingle to it, does it? No, doesn't it doesn't really doesn't. work that way. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> it's kind of like when you start doing the math on 17 by Winger. Oh, no. <laughs> A very problematic song. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, dead Welcome. and lovely listeners, to the podcast that's got it going on while that's it's us. dead and lovely here <laughs> with the host with the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. And we're here to deliver unto you guys a wet-ass podcast. Oh, it's going to get Wap, so wet. as it's been known as. It's going to uh, get wet-ass <laughs> podcast in here. You know, honestly, like, Hagazusa is a pretty soggy movie. That's true, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a good point. I had not considered that Hagazusa itself, it's a wet-ass pellicula. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I do hereby give my permission for them to use that um, yeah. on the on the box. Hagazusa yeah, is a soggy movie. Hagazusa, soggy <laughs> AF. Yeah, but of course, before we get to the movie review, we're gonna catch up, shoot the shit, just do a little bit old old, old chin wag here. Hell just yeah. do some chin wagging, catching up, talk about what we've been watching this week, and drink a cold beer. If you just want to get to the movie, well, there's a timestamp for that in the movie description. Come on. Everybody knows that. Yeah, duh. <laughs> How you been doing this week, Steve? Man, I've been having a good week. Yeah? And I'm going to attribute that to a little thing I've been trying to do, which is I've been trying to watch more horror. Ooh, I like it. And it's seeming to bring me out of a, a funk that I've been in for, for several months, which huh. has not been... Uh, fun and really has left me kind of creatively dry for a while and then this week i just was like you know what i'm gonna watch some horror and i I fired up a little movie called underwater ben underwater i have heard about this film but i've not watched this movie film what it is uh underwater is a film starring Kristen stewart and it is set in a underwater drilling facility in the Mariana Trench. Ooh, way down deep like. Things go awry, Ben. <laughs> okay, what? all right. I'm on board. Isn't it's, it kind uh, of like a Lovecrafty? It is. It's a Lovecraftian horror. I'll tell you this, man. I I mean, I've seen some bad reviews. I didn't look at any reviews. I didn't really know much about it, except I had seen some good things about it on on Twitter and, and, and stuff like that. I started the movie, and that movie starts 
so fast and keeps going so tense for the entirety of the movie. Ooh, really? I loved it. I was enjoying every single second of it. I saw some Dang. people compare it to Alien unfavorably, <laughs> like that it was like maybe trying to rip off Alien. I did mm. not get that sense. I could see the connections, like favorable connections, but I did not see anything negative about it. It was definitely not ripping off Alien, but it uh, definitely it does have that like uh badass female lead type of thing going on and of course mm -hmm. weird ass creatures you know I like the like all those things really yeah weird ass creatures are always fun uh but watching this movie it uh, it really it 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 made me want to watch more horror so i really got into some more horror this week and watched twilight zone season two okay what How was that it was awesome yeah. i thought it was great I remember you liked the first season, right? I did, I did. Uh, but uh, the first the first season, in comparison to the second season, I can see that the first season maybe was trying a little too hard to appease Twilight Zone fans. Mm, like yeah, the notoriously fickle yeah. Twilight Zone fans. <laughs> Those people, you know, they've been around for a long time and they've been complaining like a motherfucker on the internet. <laughs> um no, like, I, I think, uh, you know, a ton of people, of course, were against the Twilight Zone uh, because uh, there were black people in it. And uh, they they were like, oh, Twilight Zone was never political, which, of course, in our Patreon episode that we did of a Twilight Zone episode, Twilight Zone episode, we talked about how Twilight Zone is obviously very political. Very, very. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think they went harder on it season two and it made it better nice man okay yeah. awesome i'm excited to watch this because it's yeah. like whenever it came out i was super super intrigued and then i just never watched it oh well man yeah it's it was good like i think it does it does help in that first season at least to to know some of the classic twilight zone episodes and the second season does have you know connections as well but that second season man i think they just did a, a great job of uh a really doing their own thing making their own stories very specifically i think it's the last episode it's directed by oz perkins and stars Ooh. um oh crap what's her name gretchen mole oh my god it was so strange so weird i really enjoyed it Badass. but it's it's odd yeah yeah very odd i mean i'm okay with that dude yeah, i check watched it out. a little installment of a uh of a horror franchise this week too man we just kind of randomly decided one night. It's like, let's keep going with Black Mirror. We just did a Black Mirror Patreon oh, yeah. episode. Awesome. And we watched, I can't remember what the name of it was, but it's the one where it's like in the future and everybody has to, uh, you know, work out on these like bicycles. Oh, yeah. That's and uh, the, they use their credits. like the first episode, right? Or, or one know. of the first, it's one of the first season episodes. Yeah. It, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's got the dude from Get Out in it. Yes. Uh huh man alive that was fucking depressing <laughs> yep <laughs> sure Ooh, man is yep very depressing that's yeah that's very pretty, well done pretty accurate of most black mirror episodes very depressing <laughs> yeah, yeah not exactly an uplifting ending <laughs> no no it's not but yeah the, that that uh, that episode man that's it's it's pretty brutal for mm -hmm. sure yeah definitely man you catch anything else cool 
Uh, yes, I sure did, Ben. I started watching the new HBO show Lovecraft Country, which is Ooh, based off I've of I've heard a, a lot of good stuff novel. about this. Yeah. Yeah? Um, boy, the first episode of it is so good. I was so I like, drawn into it. It's like this, um, you know how Lovecraft was racist as shit? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's this really great inversion, like this really great, interesting way. I mean, you know, they, they talk about Lovecraft in it. It's it's not that Lovecraft is like just mentioned in the title. He exists in the world. Um, oh. And they, they talk about how he was racist. But it's like this great inversion of using Lovecraft's racism to then like make commentary on 19 um i think it's 50s 1950s racism in the north because this is oh. lovecraft country you know lovecraft wrote about yeah, the New England. northeast yeah same as uh, stephen king most of his stuff is set up there so uh anyway but yeah like it, it's about the racism up there uh it's really great i think to see perspectives of how racism is not a southern exclusive issue and hasn't been ever uh it's it's mm-hmm. nice to see like the addressing of like how how it was also very hard to live outside of big cities as a black person even in the north so yeah totally yeah it's it's got it's got some of that element to it but also it it then gets into the lovecrafty stuff which is you know great it's it's uh crazy creatures and stuff like uh, it's the first two episodes like i think the first episode was stronger the second episode i think too much happens but like the stuff that happens is is interesting and cool so i'm i'm still way into the show um yeah i but yeah that first episode hooked me so i'm i'm excited to see what else happens with it it's man it's it's got it's got everything i wanted when i saw the title like i was like lovecraft country how is this gonna be interesting boy i sure bet it's gonna have some crazy creatures in it and boy i i i didn't know where it was going because like the first half of the the episode i was like boy this is really just hardcore about racism all right okay i see where this is going and then it was like oh okay what's happening (laughs) (laughs) shit dude yeah sounds intriguing yeah yeah check it out what's that on right now uh h it's the hbo whatever hbo max hbo now hbo man i get confused there's like there's so many different ones yeah there's go now max uh champion edition super turbo (laughs) yeah super turbo i think super turbo is preferable because you can change the color of your fighter yeah that's very important i do like that secondary color yeah you want to have orange blanca (laughs) how else are you gonna be cool Exactly. Uh, yeah no it's it's uh yeah it's on hbo well worth a watch and i'm i'm excited to to see where the season goes hell yeah man catch anything else worth watching um well i i started a new podcast ben it's not new i guess uh it's a podcast i've mentioned before they just started a new season it's the podcast newcomers i talked about where it was uh it's lauren lapkus and Nicole Byer, uh, they talked about Star Wars, and they had never seen Star oh, Wars yeah. before. Uh, I, I highly suggest listening to every episode of that. It's awesome. 
especially the erotic fan fiction episodes they <laughs> oh my god <laughs> where they wrote their own erotic fan fiction and the episode where they had the guy uh who voiced jar jar binks on because he's he's really cool um damn anyway uh they started their new season which is lord of the rings holy shit they've never seen lord of the rings they've never seen lord of the rings so yeah oh my god yeah so they've had they've had two episodes come out now and the the first two episodes they have uh john gabris and mary holland who are both huge lord of the rings fans so it's hilarious uh, just like the star wars was to hear two people who don't care about something talking to someone who loves it like crazy it's oh it's my god. a very funny dynamic check that sounds fantastic yeah, yeah i'll probably check out some of those while i'm working out or something you know yeah definitely worth hell yeah dude i've had a super busy week but i've also somehow managed to watch like at least a movie every day oh, i'm really? not exactly sure how that has worked out but i've watched a shit ton of stuff this week and i'm gonna try to give you just some quick bullet points some hot takes on these things that way i don't chew up like an hour talking about all this stuff yeah okay go for it. are you seated yeah yeah sitting down? yeah sitting down i'm buckled up should i put a helmet on <laughs> I think you'll be okay with that. Okay, no fine. helmet. All right. <laughs> Condom, though, for sure. <laughs> Cotton down. Well, I mean, obviously. I'm awake, right? <laughs> uh, we watched Honey Boy. Oh, okay. Right. This is That's, uh, Shia uh, LaBeouf. Yeah. And that is the perfect movie to watch when you've had a day where you're just feeling too good. <laughs> Things going too good for you. Yeah. When just you're like, you know what? Honey Boy. I need to be taken down a peg or two right here. Let's put this movie on so I can feel like shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's amazing. Like, it's an incredible movie. Shia LaBeouf just does an insane job playing his own father and, you know, playing the own story of his young childhood as an entertainer. Yeah. And, uh, God damn, is it ever depressing. Ooh. Oh, my God, dude. Yikes. Okay. So, yeah, worth watching on a day when your cheeks hurt from smiling too much <laughs> you know we've had so many of those in 2020 yeah. anyway so <laughs> just too, yeah too much smiling too much laughing too much dance and happiness <laughs> uh watched palm springs oh yes absolutely fantastic awesome i'm glad you liked yeah. it i'm glad you watched it uh i don't want i still because i think it's too new i don't want to ruin it for anybody so i don't want to talk too much about it but yeah it's it's hilarious it's really fun yeah it is and it's also just a great lens to view relationships through and commitment yeah. and stuff and yeah. again without getting too spoiler or anything here but like it's amazing how they essentially did that other movie you know the one i'm talking about right mm -hmm. but at the same time it was nothing like that movie. yeah not at all right i yeah. don't know how they did it totally yeah. worth watching um, there was an episode of Twilight Zone season two that had not the same premise, but a similar sort of theme, and it explores uh, a much darker side of what Palm Ooh. Springs could have been. But Palm Springs, real fun. Really, <laughs> I really, love really that good. Kristen Milioti. She is really funny. Yeah, she's awesome, yeah. man. I didn't recognize her from anything else that she's been in, though. Um, really, might be the I, only thing I've seen her in. Um, maybe, yeah, it might be the only thing you've seen her. In. But she she's in a, a good bit of stuff. She was in uh, an episode of Thirty Rock where she played like a 
like a ditzy over sexualized comedian who turns out was hiding from her abusive husband or something and it, i have to have seen that because i've seen yeah, every episode yeah you definitely have seen it anyway run on uh but so yeah. that was fantastic awesome. loved it uh had a little two movie marathon the other day there watched two movies i have never seen before and uh, this makes zero sense. I had never seen Pretty Woman. Hmm. Okay. Still good. It's good, man. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you enjoyed it. All right. It's. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun flick. I yeah. I saw it back in the day. You know, I actually saw it. Um, let's see. Was it the same? Same day. Yeah, it was the same exact day that I saw. Clive Barker's um what's the one where uh that has David Cronenberg in it and they're like under the <laughs> graves and stuff fuck what is that yeah god damn it <laughs> what the hell? you talk about uh, uh night Nightbreed. Nightbreed. yeah Nightbreed. <laughs> yeah i saw woman Nightbreed and pretty day. woman on the same day <laughs> I, I this and they came out uh, they came out roughly the same time so this was like uh, i was a kid <laughs> dude i love the way that like our childhood memories do that kind of thing where like yeah. you just remember some other random bullshit that yes. happened that day that you saw yeah. that movie like somewhere uh -huh. our brains were just like it's probably going to be relevant later i can tell you that like seriously that specific time i can tell you a number of things that was going on including uh playing the uh uh v the the video game narc uh also narc. <laughs> seeing teenage mutant ninja turtles the the movie for the first time and uh finding out that, finding out that there was a such thing as ninja magazines <laughs> all of those things happened in the how same did, how week how did that all fit in one day man it oh, was all week? in the same okay. week yeah uh <laughs> yeah it was it was a crazy week man it was wild <laughs> just flooring it all yeah my week, childhood man. really fucking hit hit its peak at that moment <laughs> <laughs> it's all been downhill ever yep. since uh i enjoyed it uh, very, very bad George Costanza in that movie. Bad yeah. George. Okay. Bad, bad George. Bad um, George. Also saw Teen Wolf for the first time. All right. Okay. Somehow and what you I think? I had never seen that. That movie is not aging very no. well. No, I rewatched it a few years ago, and no, it is not. No. It's problematic in a whole mm -hmm. lot of ways. Yep. But there was stuff about it that I really liked where it was like, it was about the only time that I've seen a werewolf movie that wasn't a I have a secret, I'm a werewolf movie. It was like right. a celebrated werewolf movie. Right, yeah. Everybody was like, he's a fucking awesome werewolf, yeah. <laughs> he's not biting any of us, that's cool. Hooray, he wears sunglasses and surfs on top of a van. He's a short <laughs> white guy who's good at basketball now. <laughs> it was also interesting to see just how much more Canadian Michael J. Fox was back then. There's oh, so yeah. many stories in that movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but an enjoyable flick. I did yeah. like that. Uh -huh. I watched The Beyond. The Beyond. It's what a Fulci movie. Oh, okay. Yes. And it is batshit nutty. You I know, believe, yeah, I it's love. Uh -huh. I, yeah, dude, you know I love like that era of Italian horror and stuff. Yeah. It's got some amazing, ridiculous kills. I totally bet. illogical characters. It actually <laughs> looks 
beautiful though is the thing about of it course. like in terms of just like the print and the film quality it's every bit as good as like any argento movie it looks yeah. fantastic man uh really enjoyed that i watched tetsuo the iron man oh my yes so finally we can talk about this very normal movie it was so normal the whole time yeah. i was like there's a sandra bullock movie or yeah. maybe a Gwyneth Paltrow flick that I've seen that yeah. just totally stole from this. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You're right there, for sure. Because I remember there being like a blender dick mm-hmm. in, yep. what was that? Maybe The Lake House? I think that was in that one, yeah. or it might have been, um, six, was it Six Days and Seven Nights or whatever? Yeah, might have been that might have been it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wild movie, man. Dude. Holy moly. I did not know what I was in for. I mean, especially considering it came out in 1989. Yeah. Yeah. That makes zero sense to me. Just to know that like you're watching this movie, which is this black and white, like techno industrial fetish movie with some crazy ass special effects. And then you're like, oh yeah, uh, the first Freddy movie came out like five years before this. That's yeah, but I mean, you do like when did Akira come out? I mean, what what was going on in Japan around that time? This is this was my problem when I watched the movie was that I couldn't contextualize it because I just don't know enough about Japanese film around the time. But it, it seems like it does fit in, not like fit fit in. It's it's definitely strange even for Japan, but I think it kind of fit into what was going on at the time and has been very influential on a lot of like mm-hmm. manga and stuff like that so oh yeah and yeah. music videos and, and stuff music too. the videos, whole thing yeah. felt like a nine inch nails video or something yeah absolutely yeah i i Man. S- the whole time i was watching i was like yeah they're 50 of the videos that came out in the 90s look kind of like this <laughs> no doubt man yeah it was crazy just to see how inventive they got with the special effects like how much of it is like yeah live action stop motion it's good it's it looks really good like uh the decision to do it in black and white like the in the way they do this such stark contrast with it it looks yeah it's it's a good looking film for sure yeah definitely well it also got me thinking too like you know, I was watching, I was like, man, that really stark black and white really does hide a lot of the special effects and appliances so well. Can you imagine how fucking stupid that stuff probably looked in real life on the set? Like, you oh, had yeah. to be looking at that, oh, yeah. being like, there's no way this is going to sell. <laughs> this, look, yeah. this looks fucking stupid. It's a guy with, like, electronic tubes and microchips yeah. and shit glued I'd to his face. I'd love to like, see this the color work. version. Just oh, about, like you, It's basically like... Like, it's almost like uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Like, if you took the <laughs> techno out of it and put it in color, it would it would be like Napoleon Dynamite or Nacho Libre. It would just be like, yeah. what is, what is happening? Especially if you showed some people just in the background walking by, like, what? Why are, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Who are these on? dudes with just a bunch of shit taped together in a park? <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyable. I mean, it's strange as fuck. Yeah, it's, it's one of those that, like... I'd say I'd say ninety percent of the people that watch it are probably not gonna like it, but I really no, yeah, really enjoyed it, man. I think it's yeah. very cool. It's a weird uh, one. last night for Docu Monday. It was oh, my yeah? choice, so I chose the documentary of Lost Soul, which is the oh, story yeah. of I've talked about Richard this one Stanley's yeah, yeah mm-hmm. his failed Island of Doctor Moreau. It's wild movie. man, you picked Holy a wild moly. number of movies. <laughs> like the the ones yeah, you picked, really? it's like crazy. Um, <laughs> First off, yeah, that you hadn't seen Teen Wolf or Pretty Woman, but yeah, that you watched Tetsuo and uh, 
I yeah, lost. What is it called again? Lost soul. Lost, lost soul. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's. I mean, Feruza Balk taking a car across Australia when Richard Stanley <laughs> was the craziest thing that I had ever heard in my life. Australia is big, and there's nothing yeah. in the middle. It's no just, what insane dude i mean a movie where like feruza balk seems like she's the most sane person on set yeah that says mm-hmm. something you know because yeah. like what? i expected going into it that it was going to be like oh there's this guy richard stanley and he had this vision to create this amazing moreau movie and the the execs and the big wigs just tore his dream apart but like from the get-go you're like oh no that guy's a lunatic and then he got involved with other lunatics and then yeah. he's replaced by a lunatic like yeah. it was just this perfect storm of everybody being a fucking nutcase yeah. on the set at the same time. Richard Stanley is a um he's a lovable lunatic whereas others oh, involved yeah. were more uh hateful and and definitely trying to hurt each other. Uh Brando and Kilmer were just acting like absolute pieces of shit on that yeah. film. Like yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, I think it's funny too is like at the start of the movie he talked about how his first choices were like Brando and then I think it was like Bruce Willis and James Woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Can you holy imagine? Shit. That wouldn't have been Yeah, that might have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild, man. It was really absolutely nuts. And now I'm like dying to watch the movie again just because I know the origins yeah. of all this nutty shit that's in the flick. I remember watching that movie uh when because like uh I remember I was a big Kilmer fan because he he had done a few like a number of movies there in the '90s where it was like oh, yeah dude Val Kilmer's awesome and uh, that the Ghost movie, in the Darkness yeah uh, uh, the Doors he was also in The Saint like he he did a number yeah. of, of good movies there but like I remember it was coming out and I knew the story and I was like oh man this is gonna be great and when it came out on VHS I remember renting it getting excited and watching it and being like what the f- what. What, what is ha- the, like, What is this? <laughs> there are moments of it that I was like, oh, that's gross and scary. But beyond that, it's just like, what am I watching? We should do it sometime. It's a fucking oh, hell yeah. trip. It is wild. Yeah, we should do that. I mean, it's kind of a wild card. It's kind of horror. Well, yeah, the, the, the story is horror for sure. But <laughs> the way the movie plays out, it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Great documentary. Really, really like well put together, yeah. too. It's yeah. not just that it's like, oh, the story is crazy. It's like, yeah, it is. But the documentary is also put together and paced. Yeah, it's really well Very, done. very well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I enjoyed that. I think the only other thing that I caught this week on our, our MCU journey, we watched Thor 3 Ragnarok. Hell yeah. Yeah. Still fucking great, man. Yep. Love it, love it, love it. Still irritated by the auto-tune on the Hulk's voice. Apparently, it's not just me, though. I Googled it. I Googled, like, you know, Ragnarok uh-huh. Hulk auto-tune. Yeah. And there's, like, a whole legion of people like me that are just like, I cannot <laughs> not hear the fucking pitch yeah. correct on his At least voice. You know, Why did they do that? Uh, this actually uh, relates back to the faculty. So you know you're not alone. Yeah. Like, the the thing about the faculty about conformity and all that stuff like nowadays you can just go on the internet and find out oh there are thousands of people like me fine i'm like don't i don't give a shit if i don't conform like i'm not the only one who hears that when the hulk talks in ragnarok no doubt man yeah you know steve all this chatting about these movies sure does have my palate dry what's Same. your palate's condition like right Same. now my palate i let me just uh drop in to see what condition my condition is in uh hmm. 
Yeah, no dry as shit. Yep. <laughs> Super dry. I wish I had something that could get my my palate as just moist as maybe a, a big old bog that a witch <laughs> could drown a baby in. You got any anything you'd recommend for that? I got something I, I got something I could recommend a witch drown a baby in. Um, <laughs> I think that's how I'm going to order like my next drink yeah. at a bar whenever a bartender's like, what would you a like? Drown a baby. <laughs> yeah, I'd like something that'll make my palate so moist I could drown a baby in it. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Um, okay, what so, do we got on deck here, Steve? Um, Lamar brought this, and uh, this comes from Janelle in New York. Hey, Janelle, if you're listening. Yo, Janelle. Um, uh, it's a Warhead Sour. From Artisanal Brew Works. As in Atomic Warhead. Atomic like, Warhead, like Atomic Warheads, the candies. So mm-hmm. I just cracked the seal yeah. on mine. It's a good foot away from my face. I could instantly smell blue raspberry warheads yeah, like, you immediately. Have the, you have the blue raspberry one, and I have the, the traditional lemon. So mine smells very much like lemon. It's very, oh my God. very strongly lemon. Dude, it's one of those things where I think it's just like the, you know, the the smell memory association kind of thing that humans have so strongly. But like, I've not even taken a sip of this yet, and my mouth is already like watering like crazy. Yeah, because I think my brain is preparing for yeah. how sour yeah, a same. warhead is. Same, yeah. It's just like my yeah. You get that like under your tongue just starts getting real moist. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I can smell <laughs> I a, this from I a wet ass palate. Yeah, I can smell this from a mile away. So I, I gotta take a sip of this. Mine looks like antifreeze. <laughs> like it's just like this nasty blue green. Like the foam on top is blue. <laughs> it looks really creepy. Yeah, How'd my- that treat you? Oh that's sour. It's like Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that's really Yeah. That's really sour. Okay. All right. So it's it, all oh right. Oh my god. Ooh. It's like citric malic acid maybe, but it it does taste like a natural sour as well. There's a natural sour to it. Yeah. It, it doesn't just like taste chemically. like a chemical bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I was wondering. Is like is this just going to be like a science experiment? But you're right. You do have some of that natural sour characteristic, but then Dude, that is that unmistakable atomic warhead flavor where it's like as you swallow, you get a little bit of that, like I said, like malic or citric acid, yeah. like slightly, slightly bile just a little bit, but it's also offset by sweet, sugary, fruity goodness. Oh, it's so sour. Um, it's really yeah, good. It's, it's, yeah, it's not gross. It's not gross. That's the thing. It's like it's really sour, but like I love sour stuff. I, I, don't, I don't eat atomic warheads or anything i'm an adult but this is um yeah like you said it like once it once you swallow it it's kind of like you want more yeah immediately <laughs> kind of just like yeah okay i could have more of that um i'm actually gonna take a photo of mine right here so i can yeah i want to see what color see, that is <laughs> you gotta see this blue foam dude it looks really creepy <laughs> i would say dude, that's awesome yeah, it is. I I just thought about this. Ben, do you remember? It still exists, but oh real lemon, the the lemon juice like that oh, comes yeah, in totally. a plastic bottle. Uh huh. It kind of. I remember as a kid taking a big drink of that and not hating it. Uh, oh. I mean, as an adult, <laughs> I'm sure it, it would taste bitter and terrible, but. Um, it kind of reminds me of that, and it kind of makes me think if you made 
a Arnold Palmer with this. Ooh, look out. I bet it would be pretty fucking good. That'd probably be okay. Yeah. You want to go a little more tea heavy than, than this heavy because it is sour shit. But Oh my God, man. This is really good. Like, it's not unpalatable sour no. is the thing. Like, no, it's good. I'll say, man, that Untitled Art Dragon Fruit Sour IPA. Yeah. It's probably twice as sour yeah. as this Warhead Sour, which is I would say so. fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. That stuff was like almost undrinkable it would just turn your face inside out with every single sip and i loved it give you that bitter beer face (laughs) yeah bitter beer face (laughs) that's good i'm enjoying this very much i'd like to try the other flavors and stuff yeah absolutely yeah i I remember really loving the watermelon as a kid so oh me too yeah that was my joint yeah that would be awesome yeah, I gotta have that. Well, thanks very much for the beer yeah, donation. So we always love getting pulls from around the country. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks again, Lamar. Thanks again, Janelle. Yeah, thank you guys very, very much. You know, Steve, the movie that we're talking about today, Hagazusa, Hagazusa, from twenty. Well, it came out in twenty seventeen, but I think it was a U.S. release twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a yeah, and it. it it had been around since like twenty fifteen. So <laughs> yeah, 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 it it is a it is a tale. About a curse of a heathen. A heathen's yeah. curse. We know all about heathens. heathens. We're from the Bible cur- Belt. Yeah. Anybody that don't go to First Baptist is a heathen in my book. That's right. If you don't if you go down <laughs> to Methodist church, might as well heathen. go to a Satan church. Might as well go to hell. <laughs> uh-huh. And this is, of course, yet another movie. What is concerned with witches, yep. witchcraft, and witchery? Witchery. And Steve, it really got the gears turning in my brain pan. Oh, yeah? It got me saying to myself, I was like, you know, Uh if I was a witch. If you were. Uh Which, which would I be? Which, which would you be if you was a witch? Uh Uh-huh. I wonder which one I could be. Do you know anybody I could ask about and find out? Um, If I was a witch, what kind of witch would I be? I bet if we consulted the witches and wizards over at BuzzFeed, we might find out just which which we'd be it seems like they should be authorities on it being witches and wizards themselves that's so true. i say before we get to the movie review let's just stop in at the old preview palace that was quite a cackle right there well yeah she well like she was flying away but she needed to say welcome to the preview palace but the cackle took too long so the oh the, yeah welcome to the preview palace was just at the end kind of rushed <laughs> still got the message across well steve let's take this quiz right here and let's just find out about it because i yeah, got my own yeah. suspicions about what kind of witches we would be but i want to know what the pros have to say about it all right now steve i gotta ask you a question yeah ask me what would you most enjoy is it gonna be a day-long retreat in the forest a day in a cabin on the beach a day at a bonfire party with your friends. Mm. A day to explore a secret fortress. Or okay. a day at a palace in the sky. Jesus. That, that took a turn at the end right there. It did. <laughs> it's like what? possible things, possible things, palace in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, as cool as a palace in the sky sounds, a day to explore a secret fortress? Yeah. That sounds pretty bad. Want that. So that's what I pick. I'm into that, man. I'm right there with you. You know what? 
a day at a cabin on the beach sounds all right, but I got to know what's in that sky palace. What's up there? What's going on? <laughs> what's up there? I yeah. Mean, we've all been looking up in the sky and being like, what's in that sky palace? Ben's going to find out. palace anyway? I'll let you know about it. <laughs> ben, if you were a fairy, what would your wings look like? Good question. Would they be blue and clear like raindrops? Ooh, I'm elegant. Ooh, green and intricate like leaves. Ooh, I'm earthy. Red, orange, and yellow like fire. Ay, ay, ay. Yo soy muy caliente. <laughs> <laughs> White and glittery like clouds. I'm like a bird. I'll only fly away. <laughs> yeah. Black and feathered like raven wings. Ooh, that's a little little goth witch right mm-hmm. there, huh? Mm-hmm. What you got? Mm. I'm going to go with that black and feathered. I want to listen to him. I want to go to the rave. Yeah. Uh, be a little bit too into the crow. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I wish I wish you would step back from the ledge, my friend. <laughs> I don't know why when I said I wish the first time I was like, wow, that was in the same cadence. Um <laughs> I wish there was one that was a little bit more colorful, but I'm gonna go with green and intricate like leaves, I guess. That sounds like something you do, Steve. That yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah. you. Alright, Steve, which traits best describe you? Caring and emotional? Curious and witty. Mm. Fierce. And passionate, Ooh. strong and wise, ah. or are you cunning and quiet? Ooh, am I am I a ninja witch? Um, mm. let's see. I'm gonna go with curious and witty. Yeah. What yeah, about that you, sounds, ben? That sounds good. You know what? I was gonna go with curious and witty. That's why my friends call me Whiskers because I'm curious. Like that's true. I, it's true. We do call but you. You know whiskers. what? I can be caring and emotional for sure, so I'm going to mm-hmm. go with that one. That's why we call you Whiskers. Exactly, because mm-hmm. I'm curious, caring, and emotional. <laughs> <laughs> All those. Ben, which nightmare would you, would frighten you the most? Ooh, tingo miedo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drowning. Oh no! Burning to death. That doesn't sound uh, my fun skin either. And everything. Yeah, Ow. my skin and everything. <laughs> uh, becoming immobile. Oh, help! Wow. I'm a rock. <laughs> <laughs> becoming immortal and devoid of emotion. Oh, help! I'm the rock. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Mind blowing. You guys didn't know he's immortal, and that his emotion <laughs> is fake. It. Um, or falling off a cliff. Okay, none of that sounds good, Ben. I'm making you choose first. Let's hear it. You know, I I don't really like the water. I don't really like yeah. going near water. No. I don't like what it does to my body. What if it's water ice? I'm not ice? good at dealing with it. What water if you ice? head down to a reader's and get you a water ice? <laughs> that might be a little bit better, I guess. All right. I'm going to go with droning. I don't want to drone. That sounds really, that really sound bad to me. terrible. You know, the thing is, like, when I, it started and I read Drowning, I was like, oh, yeah, deprivation of oxygen, that'd be terrible. And then I was like, burning to death. Yeah, deprivation of oxygen, that'd be terrible. Becoming immobile. <laughs> God, I'd wish I'd be deprived of oxygen. So I'm going to go with becoming immobile because I would wish that I'd be deprived of oxygen, which is the thing I fear most. Someone deoxygenate me, yeah. please. If I were immobile, I would want to be deoxygenated. So that, that sounds terrible. Um, and this last one, Ben, isn't 
so much a, a choose your your own adventure as much as a adventure was chosen by the stars. Oh, the stars! How romantic! We what get to is pick your our zodiac? zodiac? Oh, there there are more questions after. Never mind, it's not the last. <laughs> what is your zodiac sign? Yo soy Cancero. I'm a Leo, which means oh, that yeah? I'm a lion. So I eat stuff or whatever. And uh, I have a harem of women who take care of things for me, I guess. I think that's how it works. Pretty yeah. sure. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Steve, when look, blah, 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 can't read today. Let's try that again. <laughs> Reading part two. <laughs> Homeschool doesn't work. I'm really concerned about like the whole generation of homeschool kids that are going to inherit the earth right now. Yeah. Ooh man! Oh, they definitely oh, especially are. Especially, I know they're being like taught by our generation. Yeah, I know. I know what we know. It's yeah, not good. I know what we know. <laughs> it's not good. All right. <laughs> what trait do you most value when looking for a partner? Mm -hmm. Is it kindness, a sense of adventure, a mysterious backstory, ambition, or wit? Boy, who? Who looks for a mysterious backstory? Well, <laughs> I know, you know right? What? I guess if you're just looking for an adventure. Uh, but then, you know, since, uh, huh. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to say of these kindness, I guess. Yes, a little kindness. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan of people who are nice to me. You know what? When you put it that way, it does kind of make sense. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Ben? I like the witty folk. I like people who me can too. make me chortle and chuckle. Get myself yeah. a good old belly laugh going. So, yeah, give me some wit or give yeah. me death. <laughs> give me wit or give me death. You know, I forgot wit was even on there. <laughs> I probably would have picked it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Kindness. That's the way to my heart. Ben, All right. pick an awesome quote about evil. Ooh, <laughs> evil. Yeah. It, not one is from Skeletor. That is upsetting. Oh, come on. Oh, uh, but Gargamel's on here, so that's good. Oh, um, <laughs> stupidity is the same as evil if you judge by the results. Gargamel. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. How easy it is to judge rightly after one sees what evil comes from judging wrongly. Huh? Ooh, deep thoughts. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Power to do evil or power to do good. Power itself is not evil. So knowledge itself is not evil. Huh? That's just not saying anything. Nah, yeah, you didn't get anywhere there. Um, no. Between two evils, I always pick the one I never tried before. That sounds fine. Yeah, it does. The world is a dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who don't do anything about it. All right, Ben. Ooh. What's your favorite quote there? I'm going to go with between two evils. I always pick the one that I never tried before because yeah. both of our lame-ass presidential candidates are pieces of shit, but I'm going <laughs> to vote for the one that we haven't tried already. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> same. It's, I mean, it's not it's not a tough choice, unfortunately. No. it's. I wish it should be. Looking at the was, candidate, yeah. it should be a tough choice to have to vote for him. Unfortunately, it's not. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with stupidity is the same as evil if you judge by the results. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like oh, that. Oh, boy. I'll now we got to pick awesome quotes about good. Jesus. Oh, man. All right. All right. So, Steve, let me let me know which one you favor here. Yeah, let's hear it. You know how confusing the whole good evil concept is for me. That's what? what? That's In not what a way is that an awesome quote about good? <laughs> Come on. People aren't born good or bad. Maybe they're born with tendencies either way, but it's the way you live your life that matters. Uh-huh. 
Though I obviously have no proof of this, the one aspect of life that seems clear to me is that good people do whatever they believe is the right thing to do. That's, again, just a non-statement. That's just stupid. It's a real non... That's a real centrist statement. Like, yeah. I like, think Sounds like a Joe Biden right. quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only it didn't start with, listen here. <laughs> you need to know it's your actions that will make you a good person, not desire. Uh, and it is absurd to divide people into good and bad. People are either charming or tedious. Okay, hmm. I like that one a lot. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. That's true. People are either charming or tedious. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the actions above desire one. That sounds yeah. about right to me. Because yeah, I see good. a lot of people that are just, you know, they talk about doing good stuff. They don't do good stuff. You got to yeah. do the stuff. Yeah, I hate that shit. Uh, they're tedious. <laughs> ben... <laughs> Since you're a witch. Oh, I'm already a witch. Are. Okay. Yeah. Don't assume my witchhood, bro. Oh, whoa. Sorry about that. What does your witch lair look like? Uh, I was hoping it was witch hair. I was oh. like, I want that dark hair with the big white streak in front, obviously. <laughs> obviously yeah, that's the coolest witch hair. Um, Is it a giant castle covered in ivy with a giant garden? Oh, it's <laughs> both a... Oh boy! Come into my garden and enjoy the fruits of evil. <laughs> All right, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Yeah. An underwater palace made of glass. Oh, it's very fragile. Take your shoes off. Be very careful. Or why did we build this? Um, a floating mansion that sparkles in the sun. What is with this fucking thing's obsession with, like, large floating structures in the sky? Like, why? It's the second time. You know, we're, there aren't enough large floating structures. I'm uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to agree with this guy. More uh, large fl or, or gal. Whoever wrote this. Some <laughs> witch or wizard. Um, I don't know, man. You're starting to sound like one of those lobbyists for big floating structures. <laughs> That's true. I am working uh -huh. for big float. I also big, I, big big floating structures. Yeah, well, big float covers both floating structures and uh, uh, lazy rivers and things like that, and 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 mm -hmm. river floating and things of that nature. Okay. So, you know, All basically, right. we control the state of Texas, uh, <laughs> pretty much. We also got their fingers in big bouncy house. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that's like floating in the air. Uh, <laughs> it is <laughs> a secluded <laughs> castle hidden in a magical forest. You'll or. never find my hidden castle. <laughs> <laughs> or a fiery fortress above a volcano. <laughs> Yo soy caliente. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again. Again with that. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, so what you, you picking, Ben? You know what? I think a giant castle covered in ivy. That sounds nice. There's probably like plenty of uh, plenty mm. of shade and stuff. I like yeah. the look of the ivy. I think that sounds pretty. Good. You got a garden. You might have some uh, that's some cool. good fruits yeah. and veggies growing out there. You know. Yeah. I I'm gonna go with the secluded castle hidden in a magical forest because uh, it says the word secluded and magical. So those sound fun. Count me in. Yeah. All right, Steve. Which potion would you most like to brew? Co-beer. Okay. Co-beer. <laughs> okay, we've got a clear shimmering potion that allows you to breathe underwater. A light blue potion that allows you to fly, and it appears to have small clouds floating oh. in it. All right. <laughs> Again, floating. There's always floating things. Yeah. There. 
a burning golden potion that allows you to control flames. All right, well, that's cool. And be muy caliente. <laughs> yeah, all right. What if what if you had picked all the burning ones and it said, you are a muy caliente witch? <laughs> <laughs> tu estoy un brujería caliente. <laughs> Brujeria in fuego. <laughs> Do we got a chocolate scented potion that allows you to talk to animals or a dark potion that smells of licorice and allows Ooh. you to summon the dead? Ooh, so I have to taste licorice, but I do get to summon the dead. That's pretty That's fucking cool. But a chocolate scented potion that allows you to talk to animals? Like, what would be the negative to that? Sounds all right. I don't know, though. Animals probably don't have much to say, and the dead probably don't either. Uh, Probably a good point. But dead people at least are people, so I want to talk to the dead people after tasting licorice. Okay. All right. That sounds pretty good. I mean, I like licorice. Okay. We'll see. For you, it would be fun. You'd be like, oh, sweet. Oh, there's Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think that I'm going to go with, honestly, like none of these are really all that interesting to me. Gotcha. So you know what? I'm going to be Caliente. I'm going to control those flames. I'm going to see what I can do with those things, man. All right. Man, Might be cool finally... to do like in a YouTube video or something, you know, like I hit like a sick lick and all these flames <laughs> bust out. That would be, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. No, you convinced me right there. I just imagined that and it's pretty rad. So exactly. I hope you do get that power. In Thank some you. way. Ben, <laughs> what is your reputation as a witch? I use my magic wisely. I'm I, smart. Oh, look how smart I am. Here's my magic. Mm. That's you. Wow. That's me. Mm. I use my magic for good. Gryffindor. Yeah, you're f- just a pure Gryffindor. <laughs> I don't study, but I'm I'm good. <laughs> they put me in the good house, so like me. Yeah. <laughs> I use my magic for a multitude of things. Oh, All right. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. All okay. right. All right. How I use my magic is my business. Oh. And business is good. <laughs> Whoa. A little get off my land type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> or I use my magic for fun. Just having a good old fun time with my magics, huh? Yeah. I would use magic for a multitude of things, Steve. Yeah. I would be like, you know what? It's utilitarian, Let's talk to right? Animal. Let's get this animal to cook some dinner for me. Yeah. Let's fly around. Let's mush up a baby. Let's yeah, have mush some fun. Baby. Yeah, yeah I mean, baby mush. At, at some point, you're going to have to mush a baby. So might as well get the help of maybe a bear. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Something that good. can mush a baby real good. <laughs> what about uh, you, Steve? I'm going to say uh, how I use my magic is my business. Back up oh. off my magic. Oh, okay. All right. Stay out your business, huh? Yeah. Ben, well, what, what kind of mag? What kind of magic? What kind of magic witch are you? I'm a air magic witch. Apparently, you are imaginative and witty. witty. Your magic is beautiful, and you're always stronger when you feel free. Is that true? It's all true. It's all wow. true. One hundred percent true. Huh. I actually nailed it. Way to go! I got. Just call me Uncle Air Witch now. Uncle Air Witch. It's. 
I just imagined a, an Air Jordan, but a witch. Like the Air Jordan shirt, <laughs> but it's a witch. Duncan. Air witch. Duncan like Duncan. some Eye of Newt into a cauldron. Just fucking. <laughs> and I think in the process of doing that, they're also dunking on a priest. Like they're jumping over a priest. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, you damn witches. I got dunked on by a I witch. I got dunked on by a heathen. Um <laughs> I got Death Witch, Ben. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, which is the coolest thing you could get, I guess. Fucking I'm, metal, dude. Yeah. It says you are powerful and cunning. Your magic is mysterious, and you're always stronger when alone. Ooh. Wow, dude. Ooh. Yeah, watch out, I guys. I think they nailed it. I think they did nail it right there. Watch out. You. When no one is around, I'm strong as shit. <laughs> but the minute somebody gets around me i'm a little bit shy yeah like oh no i uh, i don't wanna eh. yeah wow well, that, was fun. that was fun dude <laughs> now we know what kind of brujeria we're gonna be storming up in our our private castles with our cauldrons <laughs> and our and our baby mush our baby mush what that's the right, word that's for right. baby mushes in spanish hmm Good question. I've got to look that up. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> you know, Steve, the subject of our show today yeah. is... Wait, hang on. <laughs> Hagazusa! Excuse me. Bless uh, yeah, me. Bless, yeah, bless you. Bless you. Oof. You Hagazusa. just said witch in old high German. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> witch! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this movie right here, you know, just up front... Huge spoiler warnings. We're going to be spoiling the shit out of this. Oh, There's yeah. some crazy shit that happens in this movie. And and also, huge spoiler warning, trigger warning. There's a lot of fucked up stuff in this movie Yeah. Uh, yeah. that we're going to be talking about. So it's like if you're sensitive to, um, uh, again, mega spoilers ahead, uh, raping, uh, baby eating, baby mm-hmm. killing, yeah. uh, lots of throwing up, boils. Uh, yeah. Period blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Some very goats. sexual scenes involving goats. Yeah. If you're disturbed by mountains, this is not the movie for you. Yeah, if you're disturbed by mountains, <laughs> honestly, the, the Hagazusa drinking game would be drink every time you see a mountain, which would leave you <laughs> plastered in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because, like, I was literally gonna like pitch something during the episode of like the drinking game is like take a shot every time you see a mountain or a goat <laughs> or some funny. wanking yeah you know? yeah it's <laughs> a dead. it's a fucking it's a lusty movie for sure <laughs> a lusty like, movie yeah there are some some sexual tension in a lot of scenes that shouldn't necessarily be sexual I'm going to go ahead and just put this out there. In my long-standing tradition of me having one little minor tweak that would make a movie a lot better, such as Ow My Dino Head and stuff right. like that, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what if during that scene that we get about midway through the movie where she's milking her goat and uh, she just kind of gets inspired to have a wank, I guess? Yeah. Goat milk? Yeah. What if right then and there, if that goat would have turned its head and Black Phillip style spoken the words... Do I make you horny? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he was also wearing some Austin Powers glasses. And he had (laughs) goofy teeth. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The whole movie is exactly the same. 
funny. Other yeah. than that, that's the only thing that I'd change is I would I would add that in. I think it would yeah. really add a lot of I levity, a might, lot of magic yeah, to this. Yeah, it might break up the, the tone of the movie a little bit, but yeah, yeah, it would improve it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about a lot of really fucked up stuff. Yeah. And if you can't handle any of that stuff, that's fine. Don't watch this movie. Uh, yeah, but if you can, rough. you need to watch this movie. I think. So this is one that I was super, super, super stoked about. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've seen a lot of buzz about this on the horror community on the internet, and I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, my God, this looks like a beautiful, slow burn, doomy, atmospheric you know, tale about a witch. It really reminded uh-huh. me a lot of The Witch, just based on the trailers. So I was extremely, extremely excited to watch this one. Uh, what was your expectations going into this movie, and were your expectations met? Um, my expectations were that it was going to be about a German witch, and from what I know about witches in Europe in the time, I was expecting certain things, and if they weren't met, I was going to be like, well, that was kind of a waste of time. Because there are yeah. a ton of movies about witches in Europe in the, you know, uh, 16th, 17th century. And most of them are pretty shitty. Most of them are pretty bad. Uh, so mm. you can kind of tell pretty quick if a movie is just going to be like glorifying or like trying to re- rewrite the witch trials. As, Maybe they actually were witches, though. It's like, oh, yeah, like. It, once it put like once you get the context of the movie if you know enough about witchcraft in the time it's like you know if you're gonna be able to enjoy the movie or not so like a movie like the witch i was pretty set pretty quickly like yeah this is definitely right up my alley same thing with this like you tell me it's 16th century germany and you know it's up in the hills like this and there's just all this isolation and stuff i'm i'm in this is exactly this is where like the witches that uh so many people were accusing of witchcraft around this time were the people on the fringes so if it had been like set in a large city and it was just somebody who lived down the street who just i don't know lifted a stocking one day and it rained and that was the big witchery like it would just been boring but in this case it was really showing like what a witch was like what people perceived as a witch in that time it's this person who lives on the edge that you don't know uh, enough about but you know that you can persecute them because everybody hates them for some reason yeah exactly yeah the pariah the outcast the person that just isn't living their life exactly like you're living yours so fuck them i guess yep yeah everybody knows they can they can do whatever they want to this woman yeah and yeah definitely it, it that's what this movie is basically is a, a bunch of people doing whatever they want to this woman and this woman getting revenge and then also there's a whole lot going on with a story on the side about her dead mother and her baby and what they are in reality like who these people are because like the 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 primary question i think of the movie beyond like the themes and stuff just when you're watching it your main question i think at the end is still where does our main character albern come from yeah and where does her 
her daughter come from yeah where'd you get that baby yeah because these are people yeah. who live outside of the society like and we don't see them interacting with people much so like sex isn't a part of making a baby normally right <laughs> so like w- <laughs> did they have sex with someone like where are these babies coming from and i i got some ideas we'll talk about as we go but right let, on yeah let's let's i guess slide into the production bits though yeah totally because this is a movie that was a, a debut feature film by a dude that had done a couple of short films i guess but this is his first like yeah full length yeah lucas feigelfeld this is his graduate uh, project for film school the budget of this is i couldn't find an actual figure but i did find the indiegogo where like he got some of his funding and hmm. it had gotten two thousand eight hundred and ninety six dollars that's not a lot of money that's not so the rest of that money would have come basically from him and since he was in film school he would have had access to a bunch of equipment yeah yeah free. so maybe cameras and stuff like that were yeah. taken care of yeah so this is a very low budget movie which yeah. does not look like a very low budget movie I'll say that for for sure. Like it really, especially just visually, holds up extremely, extremely yeah. well. And I think that this is one of those movies that I could probably look at a single frame from and tell you, oh, that's from Hagazusa. Yeah. Uh, it is a very strong visual flick. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so too. So it's it's um it's one of those that I I mean it. It does not have to look as good as it does. The acting doesn't have to be as good as it is. And the story doesn't have to be as both coherent and uh, creative and interesting as it is. Considering the teeny tiny budget. So it blows my mind, honestly. Like when I yeah, read no doubt. like I watched it after watching the or reading about the budget. And I was just like, How? Like, watching through the whole thing, there's no moment where I'm like, oh, this is just some low-budget student film. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, but, too, you know, with the setting and the time period and stuff like that, it's like most yeah. of the sets are just outdoors. Very simple. It's just nature, yeah. yep. you know? Very simple, uh, yeah. I guess that's they probably they had did. to, like, build the cabins. They might have even just found the cabins, yeah, honestly. I, yeah, I would imagine. Structures. I would imagine they used an existing structure. Yeah, I don't know how they would have been able to, to build anything. It would have cost so much money. Uh yeah they yeah so they were just really smart with it um, yeah no doubt buying those mountains had to be expensive that was probably the majority yeah, of the budget that probably was the big yeah to get those mountains because germany didn't have mountains before this right Mm-mm, no yeah, they had those they imported. bought it for the movie <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right still there to this day you can go check them out go These check them out took on top of them. i mean mm-hmm. you know they were made quickly for a movie so they'll deteriorate over time but right now they're papier mache <laughs> <laughs> but they the are rain building houses them. on them, so you can live there. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know they originally wanted to get uh, Melissa Joan Hart to play the the main <laughs> witch in this, due to her experience on uh, Sabrina, Sabrina, the teenage yeah. witch. But mm-hmm. that would have put them grossly over budget, so yeah. they sidestepped that one. Yeah, she she does expect a, a pretty hefty fee. If you want yeah, that, no doubt, MJH on your screen. <laughs> That's what she calls it. Gotta be dropping Mad De Niro. 
<laughs> hey, let Clarissa explain it to you, she says. <laughs> and there's like five people in this movie. Like, there's yeah, not there's really not, a lot of people. Not a lot of people. Uh, we The main characters, we got Albrun, uh, who's played by Alexandra. I think it's Kvin. It's C-W-E-N, okay. but she's Polish. So I believe okay. the W is like a V. Not positive. That makes sense. Uh She's she's Albrin. Then we got uh, the Mooter, whose name is Martha. Uh, Swinda, who is the duplicitous uh, attempted friend. Uh, and then Seth. She's just a bitch. Yeah, she's terrible. And we'll get into that. Seth, who is the, I guess, her husband? I don't I know. I was not clear about that. If that yeah. was just like a friend from the village or, or what. I Maybe. wasn't really sure. Yeah, may just be. Uh, and then uh, Dorffarer. Dorf which is the the priest. That's a really dumb name. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then, yeah, there are just some other people in the background and those, those kids. like young Albrun and, yeah, yeah. The, the kids and stuff. But, yeah. yeah, overall, a very, very small cast. Is this yeah, anybody that, that is, like, well-known in Germany? I know that we don't really know these actors and actresses over here, but have they had, like, careers outside of this movie? <laughs> well, uh, the... Yeah, they they all have careers in in Germany, but um, boy, there's one character, the priest, who the actor played a role that is just maybe the most German role you could play. <laughs> okay, other, other than like I don't know Werner Herzog's uh, assistant in uh, him eating the shoe or something like that. That's maybe more <laughs> German. Um, yeah, he played. A guard at Auschwitz in Schindler's List. Holy moly. That's the, I... one, that's the one IMDB thing that I found that I was like, oh, I recognize that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they found the most German guy to play the most yeah. German role. They were like, you, you look, you look like mountains. You look like Germany itself. You pay for the sins of your fathers and grandfathers and stuff. Get in this oh, movie. Okay. Come on. Uh, I, I will to. do this. I will do this. <laughs> yeah, I am deserving this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's crazy, man. Everybody yeah. in the movie uh, does a very, a very good job. I think there's not exactly a ton of acting and dialogue and reacting. Well, there's and stuff a lot like of this. there's a lot of acting, not a lot of dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of, uh, of, uh, Alexandra Quinn doing so much with her face, with the, the way her eyes, like she, she was able to like portray both, like go from like looking like there was nothing behind her eyes to suddenly like just being out of it and being in this like crazy this is when the tripping scene i'm thinking of specifically the way she was able to transition and stuff between feelings and things she does an amazing job yeah she does because i mean you even get you know moments um of course of of rage in there like she's kind of exacting her revenge and stuff but it's a quiet Mm -hmm. rage it's not like a big nicholas cage you know turned up to 11 flip out kind of thing it is a well, even like in the scene, whenever she goes back to her home after she's been raped, and like, yeah, you know, her baby's there, but her goats are dead and stuff oh, like this. Like man. she's sitting there, and you can tell, like, you know, she's just racking her brain, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? You know? Yeah, they uh, killed her, physical her source of really food. Great. Like, yeah, like, uh, man, the, I think there's so much in this where 
what I the negative stuff I read about this is that one not a lot happens and two it's not very scary um and I think that comes from a lack of understanding of of the context here say for instance in the scene when she's early on she's walking with the two things of milk into town I guess to sell her milk the the little boys when we look at them now from a 2020 perspective we're like <laughs> little kids kids like that walk up to her they're both taller than her they're mm -hmm. both probably around 12 13 boys that age killed people and have killed people for for centuries yeah, yeah they'll kick you apart this is in the middle of nowhere this is scary this scene is scary it's just you have to see the context yeah she is fearing for her life constantly anytime she sees a person so yeah because she has nobody in her corner and yeah she's a pariah she lives this different way of life and stuff so yeah, yeah. It's like everywhere around her are threats yeah uh she yeah and, and then even when she's alone the she hears her mother's voice coming out of the forest and stuff like she she is frightened constantly so i think when people say it's not very scary what they're missing is where the the contextualized fear like mm -hmm. it's not it's not about your fear it's about understanding her fear and getting into her head and and like doing that as i was watching it i really like started to get the fear like ex right. everything like the tension of it really started to set in with me or it was just like oh god everything sucks right yeah. yeah see for me i didn't really get as much of that like i get what you're saying um mm -hmm. as far as like contextualizing and stuff but i don't know like and, and obviously it's inevitable we're going to make comparisons to to the witch which is one of our favorite fucking movies which is but a like, fair comparison sure totally yeah but you know like in that movie there's so many shots of you know the landscape and the wilderness and how tall the trees are and how tiny the people are like in that movie, the environment was the really scary thing. You yeah. know, that movie mm -hmm. really made me feel that kind of sense of yeah, like it's just agoraphobia, you know? People alone against the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that got really real to me. Um, this movie, I never really felt that like scared or that kind of just like feeling of impending dread or atmospheric doom or, you know, existential terror that you get in a lot of these other kind of slow burn movies. It never really got to me. I mean, but like you said, it's like you can sit there and rationalize and be like, yeah, well, historically, like this woman is fucked. Like she has nobody in her corner. She has nobody helping her fight against these people. Like she really is in a terrible, terrible situation um, for her, her lifestyle. But it didn't really connect with me for some reason. Huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's those are the reactions I've seen. I. Yeah. Uh, I it don't, seems to be a love don't and leave it, it movie, honestly. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't get it. I mean, the the main difference I would see... I mean, comparis comparisons between this and The Witch uh, are are absolutely uh, uh, acceptable, though this definitely is not uh, taking from The Witch and The Witch wasn't taking from this. They were in development around the same time. And that's the weird thing yeah, to me, dude, is like I, I was watching this movie and I was like, oh, they definitely were very inspired by the witch. Yeah. And then you find out 
the making of this movie that came out in 2017 stretches all the way back to like 2013. They yeah. made this movie for like four years. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, um, this is a completely separate thing. It's just the result of, uh, two people being very interested in and doing the deep research for a witch movie. Um, I think maybe the difference being that in the witch, there are more characters to have bad, to, to have bad things happen to them. There are more people to die. Mm -hmm. So that kind of, drags you along with not just the tension of the the you know how are they going to eat and whatnot but the tension of like oh also they're you know getting sick or the baby's disappearing and they're they're dying and, and things like this so in this despite the fact that bad things are happening to Albron it's yeah you're not getting as many like direct results like her mother doesn't die because the people hate her she dies it looked like a a bubonic plague Mm -hmm. um the yeah so yeah i mean yeah there's there's less to connect to and less to uh less like uh fewer results of your tension I guess like the tension just keeps building and building and building and building and building but it's you're not getting as many of those cathartic moments where somebody actually dies and stuff like even when yeah. you see that her uh leaving the dead rat and pissing in the the water source you see that it does kill Swinda but it's like just you you have to notice that it's Swinda in that cart of dead people like it doesn't even do like a close up of her face or anything. It's just it goes. Yeah, it's by. not spoon feeding you the information yeah. at all. Yeah, so I I think yeah, it, it's more difficult maybe, and it's it's not trying like the witch to be a horror movie. I don't think. I don't think this is necessarily trying to be a horror movie. It just is a horror movie. Like mm-hmm. like the 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 subject matter and the the things that happen make it a horror movie, but it's really trying to show us what life would be like for a witch in this area in this time so it's it is more going for her store historical accuracy accuracy than uh scares yeah i get that man and that's another like key difference between the two movies that has to be addressed too is like with the witch there is outright supernatural stuff going on. I mean, within yeah. the first five minutes of the movie, a, a woman makes a, a flying ointment and takes off into the air, and right. there's people yeah. flying around a fire in the movie and shit like this. Like, yeah. Whereas with this movie, yeah, you know, the things magic that kind of might not be involved it, at all. Yeah. It might not be involved at all. Yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of the things that people maybe perceived as witchery and witchcraft, mm-hmm. it was actually people just doing totally natural things. Like, I'm sure to the people in the village, they're like, that witch on the hill put a curse on us and killed uh, Swinda and, and uh, all these other people. And it's yeah. like, no, she she put a diseased rat in your water and pissed in your water supply. Like, yeah. that's not a curse. That's biological warfare. You yeah. Know? There's not necessarily, other than the ending, which is a little open for interpretation, there's not necessarily like witchcraft in this movie. We never even see like her mom who looks like, you know, your typical... Um, old, old witch that you see in movies and stories and stuff. 
there's really no evidence of her ever doing anything weird. You never see her dancing with the devil. No, in she the just gets. Or... She just uh, from the beginning, like the first time we see her, she just seems happy and smiley. And then yeah. she gets sick, and the fever seems to take her and make her be this way. Yeah, now, that's the thing. Is like she's in like this brain boiling illness and does right. some does some really fucked up stuff. Well, yeah, that's where that's where some of the issue comes in with where like the the main place where you have to say like is this magic or is this a mental illness or just you know a fever induced illness or whatever is the fact that she seems to have eaten a deer is that what you got out of that well she found a dead deer that had recently been eaten and found her mom nearby dead but her mom hadn't been eaten yeah Uh, also it sounded like she ate the cat I was wondering about that that's what I got too it's because I was like you don't see the cat anymore after that either yeah so either she like maybe she found that dead deer and just ate its face but still that's that's hard to do. Like it would, <laughs> especially since we see that the skull is missing teeth. Like she wasn't even, she didn't even have all of her teeth. That seems like it would be impossible without there some magic being involved. But again, that's the only point where I say like maybe, maybe it is magic. But mm-hmm. you can see this entirely as having no magic at all, and. Uh, the witchcraft element just being what we know it to have been that that is like Christianity Christianity trying to monopolize a certain number of things that women were in control of yeah and that's yeah. that's really what I get out of a lot of this movie is it's just like it's showing you that these women that were accused of being witches and stuff like that were really just women that were minding their own business yep. the only difference is they didn't need a man around right. to live their life and stuff and they lived off the land and they did things with nature and yada yep. yada they weren't necessarily fucking praying to the devil or any shit like that uh but it was just an easy way to control the population for absolutely the growing church at that time yeah uh yeah i mean basically the the witch like the the witch trials that started up in europe began in like the 1580s in germany so i think this is set before that a little bit before that because they're not full-on like pursuing her they just recognize her as a witch Mm -hmm. um the thing is before that the church didn't recognize witches as a thing because the idea was to say that witches existed was to say that there were people out there that had magical powers that weren't given to them by God. Mm, yeah. So that would be admitting that there is some sort of power outside of God that is also stronger than everything else, but, you know, not of God. Yeah. Hmm. It was eventually St. Thomas Aquinas who was like, you know, maybe people, though, can make deals with the devil and he can give them something that looks like power. And so people were like, all right, let me think on it for a century or so. And they thought on it for a little while. And then eventually they were like, yeah, no, not only is that right, but we need to find all the witches and get rid of them by burning them. 
Uh, so it, <laughs> it moved pretty quick at a certain point. But <laughs> what what really was happening, why the church embraced this, was... Okay, so... Let's just talk about grimoires for a second. Grimoire sounds Ooh. like such a cool word, and it sounds like, boy, metal. I own this goddamn awesome 14th century grimoire, and it's got the coolest shit in it. What's in it? It's got recipes. It tells women how to, like, deal with problems with their vagina. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it's got recipes for perfume. Tells you how Ooh. to shine a mirror, like <laughs> maybe make a poultice to to heal wounds and stuff all like that. Of, all of these things, basically, it was a book of helpful information. So that's got to be against the Lord. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it can easily be against the Lord when you've been thinking about it for a long time. It doesn't. It doesn't really take too long for a grifter to realize that when people are down, they turn to the church. Mm-hmm, yeah. So if you can keep them down by, say, taking away the information of how to uh, birth a baby, because midwives became a target for witchcraft. Knowing how to birth a baby, witch. Probably uh, a witch. Yeah, so... If you want, say, for more people to die in childbirth or more children to die, to turn more people back to the church. If, say, you recognize that when people are ill, they come to the church more. If there were a way to cure them, that's unfortunate. Because why would they want to come to church? If there's a way to keep them from being cured, you'll keep them coming to church. This just sounds like smart business practices. So many people out there like, yeah, Steve, but then they die. And then how does that help? (laughs) Guess where they have to be buried if they want to go to heaven. And guess Uh who owns the land? Oh, Oh my gosh. What? Death is a dollar. It's crazy. Christianity's always been a death cult, Steve. Yeah, it's always been a death cult. (laughs) Um, So anyway. Follow the bucks. Follow the bucks. Yeah, yeah, follow the bucks always. It's it's always been the case. Like These women were being rounded up and murdered because they knew how to do stuff that rich people wanted but didn't want poor people to have access to. They, wow. Grimoires would tell you how to make super expensive perfumes. Sure, you probably couldn't find the ingredients, but if you could, you could make a perfume and you could smell just like the rich people. Yeah. And or they sell can't it to the rich that. people and gain as much wealth as them and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much suppressing information has been the gimmick of the uh, evil people who want to control humanity it's like the more stupidity you put out there the more crazy insane conspiracy theories you can get them to soak up the Mm -hmm. more you can control them yeah no doubt Mm -hmm. man no doubt well and hey if they didn't want these people reading stuff out of books and gaining knowledge and information for themselves they shouldn't have taught them how to read huh that's a good point you know what Maybe people shouldn't all know how to read. Huh. That's Maybe gotta that's be why that's, a that, lot of the population was illiterate for so long. I huh? guarantee this is coming out in like two weeks. I guarantee somebody at the RNC, which is going on right now, will say that tonight. Maybe everybody shouldn't be able to read. It'll probably be Betsy Debus. 
Let us read the books for you. Yeah. We'll tell you what's in them. We'll tell you what's in them. We'll tell you the good stuff. You don't need to know it all. <laughs> oh, says, God says help us. here, God doesn't like gay people. Where's that at? Oh, it's in there. Yeah, I've read it. There. Don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. I'll tell you about it. Don't worry. So anyway, basically, so yeah. kind of what you're getting at is this is all just, again, a ploy by the patriarchy to be like, women need men, God damn it. Yeah, and that's what this, uh, I think that's what this movie is about, is uh, this movie is about a woman living outside of the patriarchy, and then Swinda uh, represents the woman within the patriarchy that sees that freedom and instead of wanting it for herself, wants to take it away. Yeah, sells her out, sells out her she own kind. To, she wants to hurt the right people. Hey, she sounds like a real <laughs> swindler, if you ask yeah, me. Huh? Yeah, I did look that <laughs> up because I was like, is that what they're going for with their name? Like, yeah, because I I looked up the name Swinda. It is a name, but I couldn't find a meaning for it. Anyway, uh, maybe I think that might be what they're going for though, because hmm, she what that's what Auburn? she is. Alburn, uh, that name is important for a theory i have and, and maybe is maybe the solidification that it is magic albrun means elf in old okay. high german or supernatural right. being now in german folklore around this time elves this is like uh pre-christianization somewhat or at least pre-radicalization of christianization especially for people in the hills um these elves were just considered like they existed like alongside humans they existed they were you know ill-intentioned or well-intentioned they that's just how elves are you can't uh, determine how they're gonna be they're just gonna be in your life things are gonna happen and and you have to you know deal with that so mm-hmm. in this situation it it could be seen that perhaps Albrin's mother is an elf. She is an elf. Albrin herself is an elf. And her daughter is an elf. Oh. They're not witches at all. They're elves. Hmm. But the uh, name elf was already taken, so they couldn't use that. Yeah, so they went with Hagazusa. They're Hagazusa, like, the next logical step. Can't do elf, because everybody will be expecting a happy Christmas movie, and this is not a happy Christmas movie. Though it does have it Christmas, is a Christmas in movie. It. it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's funny. Huh, I think it's po- it is possible though that um, Albrin is an elf. That um, and, and she like the way that they present her is like, um, you know, she she has this sort of maybe plainness to her, but she's also very striking. Like she stands out. She she looks otherworldly. I would say. So mm-hmm. I think they kind of try to indicate maybe some way that, that she is an elf at least. And maybe her child is an elf. Maybe her mother wasn't. Maybe her mother was just a regular old lady who took took in this elf. So yeah, may, maybe, they're, maybe they're elves. Maybe uh, Alburn's an elf. Maybe her, her daughter's an elf. I don't know. But I, I think that there's definitely some possibility there. But again, I think this is more about mental illness and social isolation and and being othered for mm-hmm, yeah, no real for sure. reason. Just like, you know, you don't live in town because, like, remember, like the part where Swinda starts talking to her about Christianity and she just seems confused 
at like what she's talking about. Yeah. Because it, like in town, Swinda is probably talking to people all the time about Christianity. It's a normal everyday conversation in town. For Albrun, life is just life. Like you just live it. You don't think about life after. You don't think about, you know, uh, what's good and what's bad. You just live life. And yeah, so, survive. yeah. And so this like presentation of like Christianity to her is so confusing and, and different than anything that she's ever experienced that she doesn't really take it in. And then just after that, uh, Swinda takes her to, I, I'm going to assume it's just some random guy and not her husband. I don't know though maybe her husband but uh takes him to this guy who she whispers to then the guy rapes Alburn. yeah while swindle like sits there and seems quite content about the entire thing yeah and real fucked up it is real fucked up but what i what i saw there is she she like tells Alburn. uh she says something like uh you stink or something yeah like, i hate how you all it's disgusting how like all of you stink your rotten stench and i i'm guessing she's talking about non-christians but then after that she like cuddles next to her and she seems to be like it seems like a vicarious thing where she is experiencing sex with this guy through Alburn because her religion doesn't allow it but she's it's like she's projecting her desire onto Alburn but then also projecting her morality by calling her dirty and telling her how gross she is but she's also like embracing it and cuddling next to her like I think that entire that the entire way that they framed those two together in that scene too was probably even to make it even more extra traumatic for Albrun considering yeah. that earlier in the movie when her mom was like losing her mind and she like you know she's snuggling with her little daughter and discovers that she started her period and stuff that was yeah a very fucked up scene obviously yeah very fucked up scene because her mother is, is you know she's got this extreme fever and she's losing yeah. her mind yeah it's um but the thing is, there's also that question there, too, because she was hiding the period blood before that. Like, is her period what makes her mother go crazy? I got no idea. Honestly, that's one of those areas where I'm just like, I'm really not sure. Because it's the kind of thing where, was she scared because she thought because she was becoming a woman, you know, her mother was going to sell her off to somebody in town? Like, mm -hmm. I don't get anything that would indicate that. I don't know. I don't really know. Because considering they seem to be so, you know, attuned with nature and they were just two women living together and stuff, like, it seems like that wouldn't have been a big deal. But yeah. also, what the what the fuck do I know? I'm a fucking guy that has never gone through that, so I would what say, do I know? I would say any period shaming is probably pretty directly connected to the patriarchy. I can't imagine before men came along and said, ew, gross, that women were like, ew, gross. Oh, also, I'm doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I do think though, I, I have a theory about this and it, uh, it goes back to something I talked about with Gretel and Hansel and that is the, that, uh, the three phases of, of womanhood here. Those are very represented in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You have like the, the child, the maiden and the crone. Um, 
And it seems to me that it's possible that when she goes from child to maiden by having her period, it makes the crone die. Oh, there can be only one Highlander style. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems hmm. as though in the end when she's having that trip, I don't know that anything happens, any of the things that we see actually happen after she eats the mushrooms. I'm not I'm pretty positive it's it is her her trip. That's her hallucination. But if that does happen, if she does actually eat her baby in a stew after drowning it, then I think it's her recognizing that the baby is meant to replace her. Hmm, and by okay. by killing the baby, she takes herself out of of that system. She's removing mm-hmm. herself from that uh consistent uh I, I'm assuming it would be a cycle that it just kept going on with this hill witch. Mm-hmm. Um I think though that she doesn't eat the baby. I think that entire hallucination is her working through like all of her rage and her desires and her, you know, just her desire to not have a screaming baby, to not have these responsibilities and to not have the, to deal with these people. Like, I I think her hallucination scene is really her working through some of her issues. And then, you know, the ending she catches on fire <laughs> like that just seems <laughs> she's like she's on fire she did a lot of slam dunks in a row is what happened right there yeah yeah that just seemed like oh to me that seemed like the obvious like oh okay so that was all hallucination but it's not gonna mm-hmm. bring us back to reality it's gonna end on that like that is See, the message i don't know because like to me what i got out of you know all the crazy shit that happens there towards the end of the movie is the way that, you know, the reason why she became what they would recognize as a formidable evil witch that does evil, terrible things Mm -hmm. is because, yeah, the people from the church and the patriarchy made her into that. Like, they made her into the things that they feared. It's like, well, yeah, of course you fucking cursed your village and, you know, actually poisoned your water source and killed all you guys y'all fucking raped her like <laughs> yeah. you acted like you were a friend and you raped her so of course she got revenge what and then killed her goats like the thing is like yeah and that's you... that's the thing too it's like of course she went fucking foraging for mushrooms and ended up accidentally tripping balls and then you know <laughs> i guess you could say being resourceful ate her baby you took away her entire food source yeah. you fucking morons so it's yeah. like anything evil that they were perceiving that witches were doing it's like well, yeah, you guys made them that way, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. The the projection and creation of evil, it's pretty common. It still happens. Yeah, yeah well, we, even we, too, we, like, they <laughs> found it's like, oh, my God, she's hoarding the skull of her mother in her house. It's like, well, yeah, the priest gave the it priest, to her. The priest, yeah, he gave it back to her, I guess, because he didn't want to keep a witch skull with the Christian skulls. Yeah. Like, so... that's kind of what he was indicating. So, yeah, because like, that was a... It's not even her ostuary. fault. Yeah. Yeah, it, so that's what is, I got out of it is they created any witch. image yeah. of witchcraft that they were, you know, uh, persecuting. Yeah, that's a. I mean, yeah, that's a good takeaway. I think you. Yeah, I also like definitely. too that it shows how fucking creepy, you know, medieval Christians are. <laughs> yes. Where it's like you know, again, well, like she they, and her mom, they haven't changed just, much. <laughs> no, no, but it de- it definitely does show us like her and her mom. It's just like oh, they're just basically fucking 
hippies that live on the hill and yeah you know have goats and live off the land and shit they just and seem like, to be nice and happy yeah yeah because yeah. like even like at the first of the movie where they're out in the snow and stuff and then there's the, the two like women from the church they're like they're the ones wearing all black like they yeah. look like witches you know they're the ones not smiling yeah they, yeah exactly and then of course the priest in the ossuary with just like fucking skulls and bones yeah. and there's an altar it's like that looks like witchcraft to me yeah i i'm <laughs> yes exactly i'm pretty yeah i'm pretty sure that's part of the message of this is as i said is that christianity is a death cult christianity's weird this isn't weird they're just happy they're just living life like what how is this the problem like you guys are the weirdos <laughs> yeah so, i saw like a meme or something floating around the other day that was like hey i know that you know <laughs> christianity persecuted witchcraft and stuff for so long but you guys are the ones that like have a big celebration after the first equinox and celebrate a man who <laughs> rose from the dead yeah and you eat his blood and flesh mm-hmm. it's like that's pretty spooky <laughs> yeah that's spooky as shit honestly yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, people, Christianity is a, an issue that uh, the the more you look into it, the more it you hate it. Like, it, it really hasn't, like, people think that it's a source of morality, but people were moral before Christianity, and people are moral without Christianity, its primary result has been mass death mm-hmm. and people accepting death more as a consequence of just whatever. Like, oh, well, he, you know, didn't live a good life, so it's fine that he died in a horrific fashion or whatever. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just, I think this movie is getting at it. I think it's really trying to point at it. It's trying to say, like, Christianity's the disease. Christianity's the the thing that needs to be purged. Well, the thing that created the the alleged problem. Yeah, yeah. You know? the, the the creators of the problem also came up with the solution. That sounds like capitalism again. Yeah, again, yeah. Hey guys, your towns are full of witches, but we got the <laughs> cure. We got the solution, and it's available for four easy payments. Oh, yeah, Swinda does a lot of chomping down on apples and stuff and offering apples yes. to Swinda, which yeah, Swinda never... Very... Or, I'm sorry, not Swinda, Alberune. Alberune never um, takes, yeah. Yeah, she never takes. You even see, like, later on in the movie there she's when she innocent. spots that rat, mm-hmm. the apple is, like, on the floor. Like, she's not yeah. tasted the forbidden fruit. Yeah. And yet Swinda, the supposedly do-good Christian, is the one that's chomping down on that apple. Oh, yeah. Because she needs good and evil. She needs good and evil in her life so that she can be good and everybody who's not her can be evil. That's what mm-hmm. Christianity rests on. It really mm. needs that and, and desire. In many religions, we won't pick just oh, yeah. on Christianity. Oh, yeah, yeah, they all suck. Um, that's, that's what so <laughs> many religions rest on is that uh, making an individual feel like they are better than everyone else. Because they've accepted it's I mean it's exactly what you do in any cult. Make people feel special and different and better. Yeah. It's so you need the knowledge of good and evil. I mean that you could look at that uh, Adam and Eve story as a, almost an admission in the Bible that hey, we're we're creating this for you. We're giving you your morality 
and saying it's it's God's. <laughs> yeah, take it. And th- this movie is making yeah, it's making that message pretty clear. Like she is innocent. She is not partaking of this fruit. She doesn't know what the fuck they're on about. She is just living. She's trying to live her life. She's alone. She's sad, but she's not evil. She's done nothing mm-hmm. wrong. Right. Yeah. Frankly, I kind of thought that you would end up being a little bit more offended by a lot of the themes in this movie because I think it carries a very a very strong anti-keto message. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. I mean, think about it. Think about uh-huh. it. The whole movie, all she's doing, she's eating like keto-friendly stuff. She's yeah. making cheese, right? Yeah. You're right. You ever see her make bread or ingest any nope. carbs or anything nope. good? She's just uh-huh. she's down with the the cheese. She seems goat's milk. That's it for mm-hmm. her. Yeah, exactly. Definitely no carbs. Probably gluten free too. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, she's she's like that apple's got like forty carbs in it, bro. I'm not eating that. She's not eating that, dude. And then even like <laughs> there towards the end of the movie. She's so fucking hungry that she's like, I guess I'll eat these mushrooms. What's in the forest that's low carb that I can have? Uh, <laughs> fuck, mushrooms. I guess I'll eat these. Yeah. And then what she do? She goes so fucking keto, she eats her own baby, Steve. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I'm not eating that apple. I'm eating his baby. Mm-hmm, that's right. And then... Baby stew. And then by the end of the movie, her metabolism is so out of control from eating nothing but protein and laying <laughs> off the carbs, she fucking bursts into flames, Steve. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Everything I've said up to this point, this movie's about keto. <laughs> she reached she reached ultimate keto enlightenment when you burst into flames. <laughs> That's when you know you've reached max ketosis. You're on fire. <laughs> Look at this. It's a very bad picture of, of keto, Steve. It does. It's true. It's a good point. And it, it, it keto is tied to witchcraft, I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And I'll tell you what too, this movie is also tied to a very little known promotional campaign that they were gonna run to help advertise this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it never really quite took off. They actually had a a partnership with Quiznos. Did you hear about this? <laughs> Here. I, I had yeah, not. They, they had a partnership with Quiznos, and the idea is with the release of the movie in the States, they would also be releasing the Hagazoo sub available at all <laughs> Quiznos locations, which well, featured goat mm-hmm. cheese, okay. mushrooms, and yeah. baby back ribs. I was, I was like, well, how, what, how is he gonna get the baby in there? And you got it, you got, I got it. it, I Fucking got it, nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> the that Hagazoo sounds great. Sub, Steve. I want a Hagazoo sub. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like. By the way, we we should make that for a video somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will admit when we were watching the movie the first time, Kate and I were watching this movie, and it got there to the end where she's just kind of. She's kind of gnawing on that carcass a yeah. little bit right there. Yeah, she was going for it. And uh, I I did turn my head to my wife and start singing, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> and she was like, that is incredibly insensitive. <laughs> uh, I remember, but I think if you I dubbed sent, that I scene you with a, the song, come on. Yeah, I sent you a gif of Fat Bastard whenever it started happening when I was watching it. Get in my belly. <laughs> I don't know why this movie that was so like 
perfectly tense and atmospheric and everything just in that moment it was like fat bastard it's because we're <laughs> like, fucked up steve it's because yeah. we're fucked up <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah, th- yeah this movie though i'm t- I'm telling you dude i i really like i could i could see that for sure say movies you would compare it to like the witch um or even gretel and hansel i think are more of a story and more like you know something you can follow they got and, a lot more forward momentum. Yeah, a lot more forward momentum, a lot more characters, a lot more stuff going on. But this movie, for me, really worked despite not having all that. But I think you're right that it is going to be, uh, it's going to be a polarized, um, you know, reception no matter what, depending on how much you can connect to the context and how much you can connect to the character and how like how empathetic you can be with the character and even then it's not exactly ever scary mhm well that's it's kind of the thing man is like tense. even even with the empathy uh factor and stuff there was yeah. a lot of the movie where i was on i was on board and i was just like god damn yeah. man just leave this woman alone she's not doing anything wrong yeah and then i think okay there's all this stuff where it's just like it's really showing us that the church created the problem themselves, right. you know, like we were talking about. But then at the end, like when she is just like, the job is done. I will now trip balls. Whoops, <laughs> drown my baby. I'm going to eat it now. Like, doesn't that just take about like 30 steps backwards uh, it for her cause to. and her character? It seems you know? So I think I think in the end, it might be a combination of, of what you were saying and what I was saying. That in the end, it does seem to be like she she goes through the process of becoming everything they feared. But I think that may be the hallucination. Like that is what she's processing is maybe this is what she's been pushed to. But the the catching on fire at the end is the part that makes me like that's what makes me say that it, it seems almost like it can't the ending can't be real uh-huh. because that is just magic like that's just yeah. like magic in a movie that hasn't had magic at all up to this point so and how come she gets the milky eyes too yeah it's like go- golem eyes what's yeah. going on there yeah so I don't, I don't know like yeah that that bit at the end it's just suddenly she's like blind she's on fire like yeah i i I, yeah i can't see how that would be the reality of the movie that had been so grounded up to that point but i think you're right that that is what she's going through is everything that a witch is supposed to be she Mm -hmm. she experiences that and those are her realities as you said like she is at a point now where they've killed her goats she's probably (laughs) you know, going to be starving and probably going to have to eat her baby. That's something that's on her mind. That's the, the stress, the anxiety in the trip that she's going through. Uh, yeah. And maybe too, I mean, maybe, you know, the fact of the matter is, is she just kind of saw like, this is how they treated my mother. This is how they treated me. Yeah. This is how they're going to treat, treat my, my baby. little girl. Yeah. Let's just fucking, you know, End pull it. that ejector seat lever. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. That is very Which possible. Is brutal, very brutal. It is. Um, <laughs> I mean, those mushrooms looked like just regular uh, hallucinogenic 
mushrooms but they they could have been she could have been taking a mushroom specifically that would kill her like yeah. that could be the final trip is she's she's taking this mushroom that it, she's both hallucinating and dying boy that scene where she like walks into that into that pond Ugh. is really really it's wild very grim and like yeah. very trippy it's very yes. it's pretty neat actually it like, looks great yeah her walking out onto that like algae covered uh-huh. pond that just looks fucking disgusting <laughs> yes it does and as I was watching it again last night, I started realizing that, you know, like she goes out into the water, she undoes her like baby strap, the baby stops crying. And then like, you know, she goes into the water and you see these like shots of her face like in the water and stuff. And I realized like, oh, that's from the baby's point of view. Yeah. Because it's just like this, uh, it's almost like the camera is descending into the pond and there's all this just like, you know, like muck and debris yeah. that's being like pushed around from the bottom of the pond floor yeah. and stuff. Really, really cool. Just really grim and nasty looking. It but is. I just kind of realized like, oh, those shots are from the baby's perspective. Yeah. That's up, man. Yes, it is. And what's with the weird, like at the end of that scene, there's like little spurts of blood, like in the pond. I think I didn't really understand what that was. I think that was supposed to be indicating uh, drowning. Uh, you know, uh, you'd have particular hemorrhaging and, and your, uh, basically <laughs> your blood would become acidic, start to burn in your brain and shit. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was supposed to mimic in some ways the experience. In my head, I was like, I wasn't sure if that's what it was going for or if it was trying to show us like the new, you know, possibly the new life growing in her womb from when she was raped or something. I didn't oh. know if it was that, because, like, all those little, like, pieces of debris and stuff kind of looked like little blood vessels and stuff forming, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, is that they were, they were supposed to be the blood vessels in the eyes, basically hemorrhaging. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would make sense, too. That would definitely make sense, too. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah that, that scene is, is really well, like, constructed, but also very, very well fits into a trip scene, <laughs> because it's yeah. like... I am not positive what's happening, but it looks cool. <laughs> they did some very subtle stuff with the uh, with the trippy scenes. I mean, you could kind of compare it to some of the things that we saw in Midsummer, where there's just like yeah. kind of this weird, um, like that old that old screensaver that we used to have on like Windows computers with yeah. the ball rolling around under yeah, the wallpaper. Yeah, kind of warp the picture behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like similar to what a mushroom type trip would be doing to you? Because I've uh, never done shrooms or anything. Okay, so I'm glad you asked this, Ben, because, <laughs> all right. As I said in Midsummer, I think uh, they did a really good job of uh, portraying a mushroom trip. I do not think that the first bit that they show of her laying back and the way that the trees are distorted and stuff. That actually reminded me more of a an acid trip, Ben, where things are more geometric. Okay. Uh, and so while watching this, I actually had to pause this uh, movie and listen to some electronic music because <laughs> my brain was thinking about the different the ways in which a mushroom trip and an acid trip are different. And I was really getting into the description in my head of why they're different. And then I was like, I need to hear some dance music. Man, you guys, anybody want a massage? <laughs> like, just, <laughs> like suddenly was back in rave days. Don't know why. I like to imagine like your wife came back from work and you were like, you know, down down there and you had like glow sticks out and you were all <laughs> alone and 
You like spray painted the walls black. Want me to blow you up? It'll be awesome. <laughs> You're listening to like Darude Sandstorm. Uh huh. <laughs> Actually, probably just the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Let's be honest. I mean, you could have just put on some uh, some Mbop or whoever did the soundtrack for this. Isn't that what they're called? It's like a. It was something like that. Electronic artists, like M M M M M D or something like that. Yeah, but pretty sure it was Mbop. Great though, they did an awesome score for this film. I think it fits really well. I found it very repetitive. Oh yeah, I found it very it repetitive. repetitive. There's just so much That's of that. A good point. Yeah, that was a lot kind of, of kind of it. Like it had this cool, you know. I get it. It was almost like a fucking Sun O album where it's like this grim, primitive, droney, repetitive. That's the point. Yeah, kind of thing. And and honestly, like this movie to me was almost like doom metal. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, this Doom Metal record's sick. It starts with like 20 minutes of droning yeah. feedback. You yeah, know? absolutely. That's kind of this movie in a lot yeah. of ways. I felt like this movie thought that it was kind of doing, in a lot of ways, some of the things that we saw in Mandy, where Mandy is this like fucked up, like psychedelic black metal trip movie where things are weird as shit and there's all this droning music and a lot of it's in slow motion and there's weird psychedelic visuals and stuff. I kind of felt like this movie was trying to do some of that, but it didn't really do it for me. But then again, neither does Doom Metal. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, they couldn't be trying to do Mandy because it was before Mandy. Don't but you it's... argue with me, Steve. You're the one that said it first. Huh, did I? <laughs> you did. You said it first. Oh, okay. I've Just been, like you said. I've been gaslit. <laughs> that's my plan uh i yeah i i don't know man i i honestly can't even see the criticism on some of it i think uh, for me it just hits in so many ways that uh it 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 really just fit right for me but i do get it i get that there that it's a very niche movie it's yeah. um it's gonna it's if you like witches um you might be interested <laughs> if if you like a very slow movie that you're not exactly sure what's happening sometimes this this is for you but yeah it's it's not man it's not gonna i'm i would be surprised running anyone who said it was their favorite movie but i'd also love to meet that person if you like seeing women that live on the hills and eat their babies, you <laughs> might be a witch neck. A witch neck? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I've talked to you about it a little bit. I've not yeah. really out and out said it on the show yet. I did not love this movie. Yeah, I went I into it with, with very, very, very high hopes. Kate was super excited to watch it, too. We are like, fuck yeah, let's watch this movie. And um, the kind of thing that we did catch ourselves several times like pausing the movie to be like how much time has passed has just 10 minutes that's it you know and then even like towards the end of the movie whenever some crazy shit starts happening uh and you know it's like one of us had to hit pause to you know hit a bathroom break or something like that and it's just like oh, there's like 10 minutes left in this what how is this gonna wrap up you yeah. know this in a lot of ways reminded me of whenever you had like a class assignment and it's like oh you got to write like a four-page paper and you're like how big can i make the font 
<laughs> I wrote my paper, but it's only two pages. So let's increase the spacing, double space. Let's make the font size bigger. Add in some more therefores and ellipses. <laughs> let's just stretch it. Um, I don't know. I mean, you got to understand that that criticism is not unfounded, right? Like, it's definitely a very, very slow movie. It's slow. I don't think that. I don't think that it's. Uh, I don't think it's dragging itself out at all. I mean, it's I, I interesting don't think there's because a it's single... only an hour and a half. Like, yeah, it's not a long movie. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't. Like a whole bunch of stuff happens in the movie. So yeah, that's what I'm saying is I don't get. I, I get that it's like. The movie takes its time and not a lot of like uh dialogue happens, but a whole bunch of stuff is happening constantly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's and, it's also but there's a lot of filler. What, like there was a point what, in like midway through the movie where we we're like we reached the point where we we're like, what's it gonna show next? Mountains or goats? <laughs> and it was like mountains? I'm betting mountains, mountains again. <laughs> But that like, just gives I, I the impression that, that there's the a long atmosphere. static shot of a mountain. There's not. Like it yeah. like those are just like quick cuts. They're not it's not just sitting on a mountain. It sits long on on human scenes, but it doesn't sit long on just random shots. Yeah, I don't know. I mean there there's a lot of shots in there of just like yeah, like watching her facial expressions and watching her go through stuff where it was like, Okay, I get it. I get what she's thinking right now, and it's just like, and now we're going to watch 30 more seconds of this, of reading her face. Okay, I got it. Still got it. Mountains. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I love slow movies is the thing. Like, I love those flicks that really do just kind of, like, take their time with you. Uh, I don't know. There's something about the pacing in this where I was just like, I fucking get it. Let's go. You know, let's move on a little bit. I watched it twice. I, I thought maybe I was like... Maybe I was just in the wrong mood the first time that I watched it. Uh, watched it again last night, mm-hmm. and it still kind of had the same effect, where I was just like, this really kind of needs to move on. It feels like there's kind of a lot of filler in this. Although, I will say, like, it's one of those movies where there are a lot of set pieces in it that are very, very memorable that, that stand out in my mind. I mean, the pond scene, um, the rape mm-hmm. scene was really was really crazy. And, and I'll say also, too, like, I think in terms of a rape scene, um, well done. I don't think it, it felt very, I don't know, exploitive, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's nothing sexual about it. Yeah, it's, exactly, it's, yeah. It's a violent act, but it's it's also not, like... Yeah, it's not reveling in the violence or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's like there's a lot of set pieces and stuff in the movie that do stand out in my mind. But then there's just kind of vast swaths of the movie that I'm like, that, that could have been cut. Like, I feel like you could watch this movie at 1.5 speed on your DVD player and have no net difference other than it wouldn't have taken as long. It's weird because I really expected to love it. Because, again, from all the descriptions, this sounds totally right up my alley. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. And the thing about it is, too, that that struck me going into it is like, according to the trailers and a lot of the other reviews and stuff that I read, it was touted as being this like very strong feminist movie. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, if you, if you go online and you read the reviews and stuff of everybody saying it's a feminist movie, those are all (laughs) reviews written by dudes. And the movie was written by a dude. Like I haven't found any like reviews by female film critics being like, this is a woman powerhouse movie. Like, 
I feel like the witch did a lot of things very well for being a very um, a very pro woman, a very strong feminist movie. I didn't get that from this man. I mean, like I said, it's like they reached a point in the movie where you know after after all the terrible shit happens and she gets her revenge by like poisoning the well and stuff. Where I was like, oh okay, now I get it. This is kind of like uh-huh. a I spit on your grave, like rape revenge kind of movie. Got it. Right. And then it's like, and then she's gonna kill her own baby. And I'm like, oh no, you just kind of deleted all of the hard work that she just did in the name of like, I'm a woman, I can live on my own. Fuck you guys. I just felt like that was a lot of steps backwards in, in you know, in terms of a feminist message here. Well, I. I would say it doesn't have a a feminist message. It's not. I don't think it's trying okay. to say something feminist. I think it's trying to draw you into a woman's head. Uh huh. It's trying well, and I'll to. I'll say too. It it is anti patriarchy. Yeah. In a lot of the in a lot of ways, but that doesn't necessarily make it feminist. I mean, sure. I I don't know. I don't know of much anti-patriarchy, anti-feminist stuff. Like it, it kind of if it's anti-patriarchy, <laughs> it bleeds into feminism. But yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily. But I I think it's it's not about um, it's not about having a big message at the end. It's about uh drawing someone into that hopelessness and that feeling of not having any power in the world, like being mm-hmm. absolutely powerless and the people who are closest to you who uh come to you with you know smiling faces could be just as much an agent of this patriarchal society as as anyone else so you can't even trust other women like i i think it really is painting a picture of how lonely and uh terrible this feeling can be for women which i can see why uh, as a, a a guy having written it and a bunch of guys l- coming and saying it's a, a feminist message is that the movie is effective in getting guys to feel that uh, perspective and and to okay. get it mm-hmm. but yeah it's not saying something in the end it's not saying anything out loud it's basically just like here's a portrait of how bad it can be and you know if if that makes some guys watch it and go like oh shit i get it now then good that's a that's a positive that's a net gain uh i think it would be hard to watch this movie and get the you know anti-woman message so at the very least it's not gonna it's not gonna give you a negative feeling of women and if if it hit if it hits with you it is going to hopefully pull you into this character and make you feel like that powerlessness and and desire for that system to be destroyed man i watched that hagazusa movie and i'll tell you what that al brune she's about as left wing fem nazi <laughs> as they get she believes in super super late term abortions yeah. i'm talking her baby was already old and she <laughs> terminated that pregnancy just got ate rid it of that that baby just eat it up yeah they're all about stem cells and stuff using up in baby parts she's I, a left winger i think I, yeah i think that the, <laughs> i think that maybe the people <laughs> in her town would have thought that and honestly like 
the the message the thing that i got from this movie that that really i found most effective and most important is how little things have changed like sure. the increase in technology and the, you know uh, extreme expansion in human development is just people haven't changed i mean we're we're living with the idiots who did the witch trials still like those sure. people had kids and they're just as stupid they've never gotten any smarter and they never will well and it's the kind of thing too where if you put this movie and the story that it's telling into perspective it's like if this took place in modern society yeah then i think at the end of the movie rather than poisoning the well and then god this is about to get really dark sorry y'all rather <laughs> than poisoning the well and then killing her baby and and you know self-immolating or whatever happens at the end of the movie it's like if this is in modern times she would probably go like shoot up a school and then kill herself you yeah, know what i'm saying it's like that, it's a story about an outcast that got treated like shit and you're like why did that person do such a crazy thing and you look at it and you're like well look what society did to that person you know well although uh, uh, again i'll put a big old asterisk there a lot of the fucking stupid ass shooters and stuff lately have just been right wing fucking white supremacist pieces of shit well they've always so, not related been that <laughs> i mean the columbine kids were that as well it, yeah, yeah 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 but uh, you know what i mean it's just kind of like saying it's like the outcast, the others in society that people treat like shit and then wonder why they do crazy things. It's like, well, fucking look what you did to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that this movie definitely uh, gives a good bit of insight into that. But, I mean, also, she doesn't, she doesn't actually poison a well. She poisons one place uh, where two people get water and those people die. Yeah, true. Like, she doesn't kill the whole town. That's true. She yeah, kills the two like... people who did something to her. Right. That makes sense. So, and, you know, if she does eat her baby in the end, it really is just an act of absolute desperation. Like, she's going to die of starvation. There's nothing to eat. Yeah. It's not It's not a message at the end of, like, this is getting revenge as much of this is this would be the result, like, if this were to happen. This would be the logical conclusion of this story. Yeah. Well, and kind of too, like going back to the thing that you said about things have never, you know, things haven't changed as far yeah. as the way that things are portrayed in this. It's like that also goes for just that one random jab at the Jews that's in the middle of the movie where, uh, well, yeah, yeah, uh, from Windows is like, yeah, about them Jews, am I right? And it's like, wow. Yeah. They've always been treated like shit. Yeah. Well, she's talking about them in the same context as heathens. It's basically yeah. like, yeah, the way Christians uh, throughout Europe treated uh, Jewish people and treated uh, anybody who wasn't the right religion. Like, I mean, people for it's it's just a constant source of frustration for me that here in America, evangelicals have gotten together so hard that they forget how much they disagree with each other and that when the <laughs> they if they don't have us to argue with they're going to be arguing with each other and they'll kill each other yeah that shit'll fall apart fast yeah so they should be thankful they have all us irreligious people to argue with because we've <laughs> brought them together and stopped them from killing each other for at least a little bit that's true give them a good constructive hobby yeah, I don't know. I, I get it that people like this movie. I, I also think that, 
I think that my opinion is valid in that it is very slow. I mean, it's like if you read a lot of reviews of this movie. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Yeah, yeah. It's totally one or the other. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, people are like, it is a brooding, slow kettle descent into madness and doom and all that kind of stuff, like atmospheric. Same same things that I say about The Witch, you know. Uh, I get that you could get that out of it. Uh, I do like that it's succinct. I like the story that it tells about, like, there were no witches. They were just women trying to live on their own that the church treated like shit because they didn't want them living on their own. (laughs) Uh, I like that it does that. And it's not in, like, a super over-the-top way. Like, let's say, for example, like, in in Sleepy Hollow, right? Right. Where you've got, like, the priest, uh, you know, throwing the woman in the Iron Maiden and shit Uh like this. Like, it's it's, it's not as over as that. It's played a lot more subtly. But I I do think that it's pretty boring. But there's <laughs> things about it that I like, you know? Yeah, I think perhaps the reality of witchcraft was pretty boring, honestly. Like three, <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was just people living on the hills trying to fucking survive and have yeah. something to eat. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think sometimes maybe you take on a story to tell and there's no way that it doesn't embrace the boring like mm-hmm. if you're just going to say like I am going to tell this story in this context for some people it's going to be boring they're just not going to be interested mm-hmm. it, it's going to be slow it's just going to like if you just there there really isn't a lot to grab on to without you know already knowing context about like witchcraft in Europe and stuff like that there's not much of any exposition or anything so yeah it's it's hard it's it's yeah i get it i get the the opposing um views for sure i i wish that everybody got the joy that i got out of watching this movie because man it was so far up my alley that it was like i'm pretty sure batman's parents were killed here Yeah, I know what you mean. Again, I, I get what you dig about it. I wish that I dug it as much as you do because, like, yeah. I feel like, you know, with movies like The Witch, it's like I feel like I'm really chasing yeah. a dragon, you know? Yeah. Where it's like I want to yeah. feel that fucking freaked exactly. out. I want to yeah. feel that crushed by the environment and that yes. freaked out at the end of that movie. Uh, I want to feel that feeling again. So, you know, on the rare chances that I get to see a movie like Hereditary or something that really yeah. deeply bothers me, it's such a magical experience. So... You I mean, maybe it. I went into this with my expectations too high. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe, yeah, maybe. But I mean, it's I mean, it's 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 thematically similar to some other films, but I think they're just so different in execution. Yeah. That despite the fact that there's so many similarities, yeah. Like if you like The Witch, it doesn't mean you're gonna like this movie. Like, no, not yeah, at all. Yeah, but, don't have that impression going into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but it, it also remember that it's not a, a witch ripoff or anything. These were, this is like great minds thinking alike in like separate continents around the same time. That's yeah, uh, it's so much like Volcano and Dante's Peak. It's that it's same situation again. Like it's pretty much the same Dante's thing. Peak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or exactly. Armageddon and uh, Deep Impact. Exactly. You're one or the other. Yeah. You're, you're not both. There's, you know, they they share themes, but they're made by greatly different artistic. Themes. I haven't met many deep impact people, but <laughs> I you know might be talking to one right now, motherfucker. Are you you're a deep impactor? 
<laughs> they're both terrible. Yeah, they're both not very <laughs> both good at all. No? One's got Morgan Freeman as president, though. So that's true, and that's yeah. a reality that I think I'd be okay. The other one has to. Billy Bob Thornton as the head of NASA. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Advantages, disadvantages. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. You got anything else you want to point out about this flick, or do you want to rate this thing? And get yeah, the fuck yeah. Out? Let's, let's let's get to it. Um, yeah, I I I will just uh judge it from my perspective, recognizing some people don't like it, but I'm not them people. Though you know those criticisms are are certainly valid. Uh, it, I am all about setting up a camera basically in the 16th century and being like what do people do today i'll watch every <laughs> second of it all right uh, so yeah i'm i'm cool with being uh bored i guess uh i really love it though i love this movie i, I love the way it looks i loved the way alexandra quinn played Alvin. she is so uh good with yeah. her face just amazing so, so expressive without yeah. being over the top yeah without being over the top really great stuff there i i the ending is wild i even now still am not i'm not convinced of either way that it's that that's what happened or that's the that's a hallucination i would say in the end like there there's it's a little overly ambiguous maybe for me but it it doesn't it doesn't have much for me to hate so okay. i will i will uh, admit it's there's not a ton of action there's not a lot going on but there's also not ever a lot of nothing going on it's a it's a maybe a dangerous territory to try to tread where like you're you're right on the edge of nothing happening constantly <laughs> totally yeah that's probably the problem there that it's right on the edge of nothing happening constantly perhaps and if you if you if you're into this movie from the beginning you'll be into it throughout but if if it's probably like 15 20 minutes in and you're like what has it been two hours it's gonna be tough to get through so yeah yeah so uh for me i'll understand if somebody's score is much lower but for me i think this i i would love to see anything lucas feigelfeld does in the future i think this is probably like a like an eight for me wow right on yeah. man yeah i get it again i totally get it man uh and this is a movie that i should be going nuts about like eh, usually these are the kind of flicks to. that i'm on here and i'm like oh my god have you seen this fucking movie it's so brooding and dark like yeah this is right up my alley uh but it just kind of reminded me that so many times on the show we've done movies that are like you know two hours and 20 minutes and we're like yeah, it could have been an hour and a half Right. There's a lot of horror movies that do get bloated, that this story could be told in a less amount of time. This movie is barely an hour and a half. Yeah. And I'm like, could have been 45 minutes. Could have been like a Black Mirror episode length to me. And I don't think that the net result at the end would have been any different. I don't think I would feel less of a sense of you know, uh, foreboding and doom and dread and all that kind of stuff. I think all the atmosphere could have been there with even, even less time, honestly. Uh, but again, I do like a lot of the things that it's saying. 
about witches and the church and stuff like that. I think all that is very interesting, and there's some beautiful shots in here. Uh, I didn't like it, but it also doesn't make me write this director off. I think that him and, I don't know, was he the DOP on this, or did he have a different DOP cinematographer? Um, I don't know. There wasn't a ton of information, but I think he did basically the majority of, of uh, stuff. So, yeah, I, I think he was probably setting up his own shots and things. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he if he did it, he's got a great eye. Yeah. If he didn't do it, then he knows how to hire people with great eyes. Yeah, good so, call. <laughs> it's the kind of thing where I'm like, I would be interested to see what he does next. I think that as it is, it is a bit like fart sniffy. It is a bit like, let's just hold this note for another minute, guys. <laughs> like doom metal. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, okay, I'm not... I'm not that stoned, you know. Um, I am. I like a lot of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like a lot about it. I like what it says about outsiders and stuff, and people just trying to live their own life and society not accepting that. I think that that's all very good. And like you said, all the all the acting, um, physical and nonverbal and stuff, I thought was very good and very well done. I was just bored. Like honestly, like the, at the end of the day, that's my biggest complaint. Even the ambiguity and stuff at the end. I'm like, cool, man. She fucking became the thing that they wanted her to be. They forced her to become this baby-killing fucking monster woman. They made her into it. I get it. Um, I'm okay with some ambiguities and stuff, but being bored is just one of those things that I'm like, well, if I'm bored, I'm, I'm kind of checked out, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, this is one of those ones that I, I don't plan on watching again anytime soon, like at all. I'm trying to find a context where I would watch it again. And want to be that again i keep saying it bored uh a lot lower for me man i'm gonna say seriously like three and a half the cinematographer pretty, pretty was, low kick in the shins cinematographer was mariel Bacchero. okay well whoever that person is they do a real good job kick ass yeah real good job so yeah i'm a lot lower than you on this and usually uh -huh. we see pretty eye to eye on flicks but sometimes it's fun whenever we don't agree to disagree <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, Ben, what are we doing next week? On next week's show, we're going to be doing another flick that come out real recent, like, that I've been dying to watch. I'm kind of glad that I ended up not watching it because now yeah, I can too. watch it more closely. Uh -huh. We're going to be seeing ourselves a little Elijah Wood action. <gasps> so we're going to be talking about Come to Daddy. Come to Daddy. I've heard a lot of good things about this. I've heard it's crazy nutty. It seems like Elijah Wood is just choosing to do fucking weird movies. Same as yeah. Daniel Radcliffe, where they're just like, I don't know, I'll do fucking weird stuff. I was like a fantasy icon. Now I'll just do whatever the fuck yeah. I want. Yeah, it's great. I love that they're doing it. Um, if yeah, I didn't really talk about it on the faculty episode, but I'll get to talk about it on Come to Daddy. Uh, look at Elijah Wood's IMDb and look at his producing credits he's been doing recently. Oh, yeah? yeah, he's been... Cool stuff. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Cannot wait to talk more. <laughs> this year... Uh, we just did the faculty. We're going to do Come to Daddy, and then we're going to do Two Towers. Elijah Wood in three dead and lovely movies in one year. I Count mean, me in. He's going to be psyched. I know he loves the show. I know he does. Maybe we get to uh, The Good Son in there, too. Maybe throw oh, that yeah, in. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Play a little Mr. Highway, right? <laughs> so yeah, that'll be a fun one. I'll look forward to checking it out. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. And in the meantime, if you guys have enjoyed the show, please be sure to go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review the show. Helps yeah. us out a ton. Also, if you want to help us out a ton and gain some direction on where the show be going, 
they can join us up on the old Patreon and show some support. Hell yeah, they can. You can go to patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Go over there. You become uh, a, a, patron, a patron at any level. You get the free uh, podcast, Patreon exclusive podcast <laughs> episodes. I'm You're selling it. You're trouble. selling it. Keep going. Keep I'm going. selling it. I'm selling it. Okay. Uh, and, and then you get the free episodes and you listen to those. But if you become a $5 patron, you yeah. can decide which movies we cover. You get to submit a movie and we do a random drawing. Most recently, we drew The Faculty, which we, we just mentioned that uh, Tim Stone submitted. We got mm-hmm. so many good movies in the bowl over here. So head on over patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Toss your submission in. Maybe it gets randomly picked this month. That's right. And then you'll be a happy one. You'll be <laughs> glad you did it, y'all. So yeah. yeah, please be sure to support the show on Patreon. Well, Steve, it's been another fun chin wag yeah. about old horror flick right there. It's good to talk about that one with you. And I look forward to getting together again in about a week and digging deep into Come to Daddy. So you guys be sure to tune in then. Hope everybody out there is staying healthy, wealthy, wise. Wash your fucking hands. And your ass. Yeah, and wear a goddamn mask. The sooner you do, seriously. Just, just put it on. I'm not saying like while you're in your car, when you're at home, or what the fuck ever. I'm just saying, whenever you go out to the fucking grocery store or to a restaurant or whatever, just fucking do it. The sooner that you do, the sooner we can get back to regular life. Look at New Zealand. They're having so much fun over the there. The majority of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are they doing that's different than us? Oh, yeah. The easiest fucking thing in the world. So, please, pretty please, the sugar on top. <laughs> Wear a fucking mask. Yes. And tune in next week for another installment of Dead and Lovely. I've been Uncle Ben. And I'm Hollywood Steve. And we're Dead and Lovely. Catch you later. So I had a pretty intense, like, legitimate moment of, like, dog owner guilt this week. Uh-oh. <laughs> I feel really bad about. So like a lot of you guys know Zora, our our big old dog there had surgery to repair her torn ACL, right? Mhm. And she had, you know, like a prescription of painkillers and stuff that she was on there for a couple of couple of weeks, but they just started like running out, right? Okay. And as a result of her, you know, running out of pain medication, opioids that she had been on, uh, she's kind of like been having withdrawals a little bit. Oh, poor little girl. <laughs> I, I didn't figure this out at first. So it was the kind of thing where it's like for a couple nights in a row, she was just like on and off the bed all night, couldn't get comfortable, would like whine, oh. would, you know, change of positions, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like getting mad at her and everything. I'm like, yeah. damn it, Zora. Like fucking, you know, chill Can't out. Can't you go through withdrawals quieter? <laughs> yeah. And then it was like the next day I was like, oh, she's like kicking the habit right now. Oh, <laughs> I started thinking about us just having this like big hundred pound drug addicted dog loafing around the house (laughs) trying to kick the habit. And I thought that was funny. And then I was like, wait, I'm the one that made my dog a junkie. Oh, (laughs) man. Because if you think about it, like dogs, dogs are like so naturally straight edge as it is to where like if they even remotely suspect there might be a pill in her bowl of food, she's like, I'm not touching it. I'm drug free. There's drugs out of here. Yeah, now I'm like, I've been sneaking drugs into her food. I'm like her pusher or something. Oh, man. (laughs) I feel bad about it, man. Every dog is naturally a drug dog. They're all just like, oh, no, that's drugs. No, get that out of here. I'm going to tell an adult.
<laughs> so now I'm gonna write my novella. Uh, I I made my dog addicted to crack. 